Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And they're like, okay, we're doing DC Fandom. Talk about how excited you are about the gold booth. And he's like, hey, I'm just, I'm here and we're going to talk about gold boots. You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Hello. What up? How is everybody doing out there in the world? We are thrilled to be back with y'all yes we are we we grabbed our end of the world vehicles we (laughs) loaded them up with explosives and and weird punk paraphernalia (laughs) and we wrote ourselves into the fan dome to break down some of the shit for you that was a thunder that was a mad max and like fandom blend that was a that was a smoothie of of silliness that just i love it so I hope everybody's ready for that. Um, I am amped. I am amped to be here, but I got to make sure my co-hosts are also here. Um, and I want to introduce a one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? I'm I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great to be here. I'm excited to talk about DC Fandom. I feel like these are all things that we like and enjoy. So I'm really pumped to talk about all the stuff that we have for today. Awesome. I'm I'm thrilled you're here as well, Brian. It'll be fun <laughs> to break it down with you. Um, I ruined Brian's day earlier. And if you're curious about why I ruined Brian's day earlier, uh, um, I'll be happy to share that in another format. So just message us on Facebook if you want to know why and how I ruined what? Brian's day. Uh, um, and then we also have to make sure the other, the last piece of this trifecta is complete. Last but not least piece Gotta. of this trifecta is complete. A one, Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how you feeling? I'm ready to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, that is the, I'm just here so I don't get fined answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. He's I'm ready. ready. I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> I am. I too I, am ready to podcast. The equivalent of I am Groot is I, I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> I like I mean, it. Basically, that's that's yeah. what it was. Well, it just um, 
awesome. Well, let's get into it. So, gentlemen, we our score has remained unchanged for catch that quotable, and it is in fact spooky season. And yeah, last is. week, so Brian and Marcus are tied, and last week I let Brian kind of dictate how things are going to do. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm going to kick it on over to a one Marcus J. Destin to kind of t- figure out how things go. And until one of y'all break the tie, we're just going to do this back and forth every week. So, Marcus, kick us off. Uh. I want Doug to go first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you all ready? Ready. Yeah, ready when you are. All right. You son of a bitch. You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch. You left the bodies, and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Why? Why? What the fuck? I'm gonna read I, like, this again. We already did the, the Ernest same movie. amount of gusto. I'm very excited. You son of a bitch. You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch. You left the bodies and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Why? Why? Okay, Doug, you're gonna have to sing Jeopardy while we discuss. <sighs> Here's the thing Doug yeah. does not like scary movies, right? Right. So it seems like he's only watching funny, scary movies. I like that. So I don't know where this could come from, though, because I've never seen a lot of funny, scary movies. I mean, I feel like you could do the franchise scary movie, um, but I feel like that's way too broad for something like this. Um, this That monologue was kind of long, so it causes like it's a scene that was deliberately set. Well, and I, I thought it was a metaphor, um, but it sounds very literal. Yeah, it sounds like it was a literal movement of the uh, of the gravestones, but not the bodies. What's the hint? Yeah, your hint is clown. Huh. Could be anything. It could really could. I mean, it's spooky. It's a. It's it's. It's spooky season, and clowns tend to rear their ugly head during spooky season. So it literally could be anything. It would be too on the nose, even if it's poltergeist, that's too on the nose. Um I was thinking Haunted Mansion. Okay. But th- then he said son of a bitch, and I was like, several times. Not gonna be in that movie. So yeah. I mean Eddie to Eddie Eddie did some things, but he didn't take it that far. This isn't what this wasn't Eddie Murphy's Raw, but Haunted Mansion. Clowns. Which I'd pay to see though. Clowns? I don't know. I have no idea. Brian, you got anything? Uh, it, scary movie too. I don't know, Brian. This is not scary movie too. Fuck. What is it? Scary movie too. What is Brian's it? It's not fucking around. Just kind of over nope. it. Just kind of over not, it. I, I what is it then? <laughs> I didn't even guess. Uh, Poltergeist. That is, it is Poltergeist. Good guess. Oh, is it really? Shit. It absolutely is. Wow. Yep. I talked about this movie with my wife tonight. Wow. Incredible. It is. That movie. So wow. fun fact, my dad at my like 10th birthday rented that movie. That birthday was a sleepover. And he rented that for a room full of like seven 10 year olds to watch. And it scared the shit out of me. So you know what? Wow. after meeting your dad, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Yes. Oh, yeah. That absolutely yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that aligns with his image. <laughs> That's a yeah. Joe Wagner move for sure. Oh, for sure. Shout out to Joe <laughs> Wagner. 
<laughs> yep, it was Poltergeist. Well, good guess. You broke the tie, Marcus. Good wow, work. Wow, well that's done, Marcus. I definitely say that it was not that. So that's that's really yeah. interesting. I was wow. kind of hoping you would have went with something different so we could have that like surprise, but I'm glad you got it. You got me. I was like, I was chomping at the wow. bit to like know what this was. I was like, I whatever, Marcus. I need to know. I need to know <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> Marcus, who would you like to go next? Uh Brian, let's let's have Brian go next. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> All right. What is going on in this bottom square? It's the bottom square is the weird square, I think. Oh, hey, boy. you leave you leave this bottom square alone. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This is going to be an exchange. So okay. the per- person one. Where was it when you found it? Person two. It was over our bed. Person one. Where was it when you found it? Person two, it was over our bed. And that's your quote. You know what I think? I think I have an idea of what this is. I feel like All I right. have an idea of what it is as well. But it's also there were a lot of this kind of movie that was out at this time. So I can't quite place it. Seems like we're on the same page. I feel like we might be thinking of the same. I think we might be thinking of the same universe, the same series. But I like, think you're right. I think um, you're right. Dome, dome. What do we got? What's the hint, Brian? Yeah, what's your hint, Brian? Brian ain't even giving us a hint. He's like, "What do we got? What do we got? What's your guess? Move this shit along. I got stuff to do today." (laughs) What do we got? Um, uh, I'm gonna. The the hint is gonna be Ghost Hunters. So this is definitely in the realm of the movie. How specific do we have to be, Brian? What? Okay. I mean, (laughs) like you have to name the movie. Okay. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes. Let me go first. Doug, what were you thinking? I'm I'm interested to see what you were thinking. Brian, is this paranormal activity? You nailed it. Yeah. That's exactly. So so that's what I was wondering. Was it, did we have to say like paranormal activity one, paranormal activity? Oh, oh, man. Well, I feel like the iterations of the movie have discussed as a group. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to open any. Open up any cans. I didn't say it. I didn't say. I didn't say those two words. I'm gonna leave it there. We're just gonna leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Marcus, take us home. All right, here we go. This guy, fucking butterscotch can. I'm gonna put stuff my foot into my head. Hey, you said that, not me. (laughs) Um. Okay, here we go. I can't do that one. It's too much cussing. I'm sorry. I got to change it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Okay. Sorry. Give me one second. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Marcus is just laughing really at his phone for everybody really listening great. at home. Okay. This yeah, is I'm really sorry. great for an audio okay. format. Here we go. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I'm just gonna read it the way it is. Okay, <laughs> let's read it. I'm gonna cuss. Okay, there's your right. Okay, here we go. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut. Teach you to fuck with me. <laughs> All right, one more time. You that, stupid bitch, you filthy close. slut. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you stupid. Bitch. Okay. You stupid uh, bitch. You filthy this slut. Is, and we're doing scary movies, right? Scary movie. Oh. I feel like that's not fair to y'all. No, it's fine. Is it's that fine. fine? You picked it. It's okay, fine. Okay, I'll read you another one. Here, I'll fine. give you another one. Here we go. Okay. We're friends to the end, remember? 
we're friends to the end. This is the end, friend. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are these? Is this these a whole separate quote from a whole separate movie? Separate Sorry, because I felt like the first one. No, no, okay. this is a new, this same movie. Same oh. movie. I gave you a different quote. Cause okay. Because like the, the other one was a little. Tough. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie that just lines up that many. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> curse words like that. That's a scary movie. It's not like the grudge. No. I'm trying to think about like I mean that was a very comedic quote, but I'm trying to figure out whether or not it was supposed to be comedic. That's what I was just about to say. Because if it's supposed to be serious, but I'm lost. But if it's I, I agree. comedic, I have a shot in the dark, but I, I'm not sure. I don't know. All right. Marcus. What is our one word? What's our hint? Please don't try to interrupt the Jeopardy song to ask for your hint. Please let the Jeopardy song finish. That is disrespectful. Sheesh. What's up up with y'all? The hint is ugly. 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 I I don't know. I'll get is is I don't know. Is this Shaun of the Dead? No, it is not. All right. Um, Marcus, is this Annabelle? It is not close. Okay, but great guess. This okay. is Child's Play. Um, oh so yeah, kind of. I one. felt like the reason I picked the first quote because that aligns with Chucky's mo of that aggressive doll that that's is just true. on the fucking loose. And then, yep. the reason I did ugly was because that's the reoccurring joke the entire movie. Is yes, somebody looking at the doll and saying, "Ooh, an ugly doll," and he's like, "Fuck you." So. Yeah, that's that's yeah. He can't. <laughs> no, I believe Chucky would say those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so. Yes. I also, fun fact, uh, talked about this today on our like TikTok page. Oh. But that is that movie is actually inspired by true events. Is uh, it really? Yeah, yep. So in 1909, be. there was a painter in the Florida Keys oh. who said that oh, he felt like one yep. of his like housekeepers like put a curse on a doll, and he would report that this doll would like walk through the house it would move the furniture it would have full-blown conversations with him freaked him out so much he puts it in his attic and then like 1974 1975 he dies new family moves in finds this thing in the attic and reports similar instances of no like, way having conversations with it and like yep 100 percent. so and they kind of so when they made the movie they kind of drew some inspiration right. from from that Kind of wow, I'll, I'll tell you why I picked that quote. I absolutely hate that movie, really. <laughs> it's yeah, I, the shit out of me. I oh, just sure. couldn't I'd watch it. It was just like, as as I think, as young as I was when that movie came out, it's that movie scared the hell out of me. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't really tell you what it was that really like shook me, but it just yeah. scared me. Yeah, so, so here's a fun question. So, when it comes to scary movies, what do you all find like more scary? Do you find like paranormal ghost stuff scary? Do you find like um like demonic like uh like almost like exorcist stuff type type scary? Like when you talk about scary things, like what scares you the most or what has typically scared you the most when it comes to movies? Mm, for me, I think it's more I think it's more uh not paranormal activity, but more insidious and like oh, sure. possessions and demons, and because that stuff to me is yeah. very real. So oh, sure. like, it's like you know that stuff can you can actually I believe in that. So for me, that makes it more scary. The other stuff like Scream and all the slasher films are more just like jump scares, and it's like oh yeah, yeah. what the hell? Yep. So 
you know, although those are more realistic because people could actually do, you know, <laughs> do shit like that. So I should be just as scared. I, but yeah. 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 Um, I've actually been thinking a lot about this because I've been watching the Fear Street trilogy on oh, Netflix. Sure. Um, yeah, I've been seeing that. Yeah. And I think for me, like the most scared I have been as I'm thinking back is like mid Midsummer, um, Hereditary, okay. and the 2003 Tech massacre like those oh, sure. three movies like rank up as like the most i've been scared and i think it's like i think they're maybe? like what's that those are like thrillers uh i mean i'd say they're like i uh, i would call them horror thrillers because okay. there's i mean it, it it goes beyond just being uncomfortable like it, yeah. it is yeah. it is to me, it is horror in the sense that, like, you are horrified of, of the things you are yeah, seeing, like, 100%. on the screen. I would say oh, Texas Chainsaws, the 2003 one, is almost more thriller and just gory, like a gory thriller. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Midsummer, though, I, I, I get drawn to these more mental movies of just mm. like this is oh, something sure. isn't right like that's what i get yeah. drawn into and it has a little bit more of a runway like you have to really buy into the concept but like mm-hmm. for something like hereditary or midsummer you're just kind of like i have no idea what's going on here and like nothing can control it and i think maybe maybe you're learning a little bit about me but like quite <laughs> literally there's just enough chaos that yeah. like you can't really get a handle on it and by the time you figure out what's happening it's too late yep. um that's why i really dig that hereditary and um midsummer vibe and then texas chainsaw because like it, it would be absolutely terrifying to be running around a cornfield with a dude with a chainsaw just just chasing yeah that's yeah. terrifying yeah. Yeah. Also drawn from uh, true events. Just uh, yes. Yeah. He's a, isn't isn't that originally based on a guy in Wisconsin? Am I remembering yeah, this right? Yeah, in the fifties. Yeah. Yes. So basically, he turned. He, he got interviewed by the police, um, and he admitted to killing one guy. And then basically throughout the investigation, police like went into this Ed Gein's house. Yeah. And they found like a waste paper basket made out of human skin from yep. bodies he had exhumed, like a lampshade made from that type of stuff. He had skulls and trophies like all over his house and so yeah. they use that sort of inspirationally in the original which came out in the 70s i think so. yep yeah all right well we should probably head to the fandom at this point um, <laughs> well what, what about I, you doug but i will here's what i will oh, say yeah, for me i probably <laughs> skew a little bit more towards marcus when it comes to like that type of stuff like as far as what's scared both well, of marcus is looking just, for like, the door brian's <laughs> like brian's brian is like fuck catch that quotable let's yeah. get through this this yeah. is like done with yeah. horror movies fandom yeah. like, let's, let's, <laughs> the way brian brian reads enough books to know how to paint a picture very well yes and so does. now i'm like looking behind my shoulder like yeah you're right um uh, you know midsummer was kind of a scary like, what the fuck is that like right, just, just enough of something uncomfortable yeah. yeah but i but for me like in order for it to be scary, I have to really believe that could happen. Mm, so sure. like if it is a, so if it's like well done, um, like yeah. that, that type of like, um, possession ghosty type stuff, like yeah. the Amityville horror, the one with, um, mm-hmm. um, Ryan oh, Reynolds yeah. scared the shit out of me. Like, yeah, that, I did not see that. I refuse to see that as yeah, a I don't kid. Think I, yeah. I think I started watching that one, but did not finish it. Yeah, it gets it gets really yeah. like creepy and makes me very like terrified immediately because I'm always the type <laughs> of kid, and maybe you all are like this too. Like we all like probably like ran up from our basement really fast because there we thought something was behind us. Um, yeah, no, the really... skeletons are gonna get you. Yeah, the only thing that scares me is racism. I... <laughs> 
Well, I didn't I ask them, but maybe they were racist skeletons. Mark, I don't, don't know. know. I don't that's, know. That's true. You know, look, if that's they're true. skeletons, they were probably put there in the mid like 1920s to 1930s. <laughs> I think it's fair to say they were racist. Yeah, I think it's funny. fair to make that assumption. Um, but yeah, I still run up from the basement like, oh, God, what's that? Like, and I still take off. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's me. But in order to give both Brian and Marcus <laughs> what they want, let's gentlemen head My down shit to myself. DC to DC's fandom. <laughs> We're going to, to fandom to talk about all the news that came out this weekend. And I actually would like because I think Marcus, you watched a lot of this stuff in real yeah. time, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would actually prefer is I would like you to kick us off with um either the piece of news that jumped out to you the most or just mm-hmm. the one thing that you really wanted to chat about as far as the breakdown of that is concerned. Um sure. So I watched so I had my TV going. I am currently starting Brooklyn Nine-Nine over from the beginning. Oh, wow. So, um, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and kind of had my phone on low until I saw something that I wanted. Yeah. Oh, sure. And and this one, the if anybody remembers us, if you've been like listening to us for a while, we did the yeah. DC Fandom last year. And DC Fandom last year was a lot longer, it felt like. Um, sure. It felt like that thing was three days long. Yeah, Which it, I actually think wasn't it was it three days. days I think it was it, actually three days long. Started Friday evening with some yeah. stuff, but they saved their big announcements for like Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like right. midday. So this one was only just one day long, and I think it was over the span of maybe like a f- couple hours, maybe like four hours yeah. or something like that. And so um, they did a lot. I had panels and and movies and all this other stuff like that. I kind of feel like we're all going to talk about the same thing. Sure. Here's what I'll say. <clears throat> we all know the Batman trailer is great. Yeah, that's I probably mean, yeah. the best fucking thing to hit the panel. Not it, what I'm it, talking it, about right now. That's, that's good. Fine. That's, fine. that's fine. We can say here's, that. Here's what I'm going to talk about: the shit that keeps getting renewed and DC and this halfway <laughs> shit. Okay, this, <laughs> this, this is what this is go. This what this is what frustrated me the whole time. Okay, you have as it's a combination. Ezra Miller hops on screen and he says, "Well, we don't really have anything for you." And yep. he's wearing a choker and this and this blue jean vest. Yep. And he's like. Hey, here's the background stage, and it's dark, and we ain't really got nothing, but we threw something together. That shit was a full fucking trailer. What are you talking about? Yeah, that had a text in it. And it had a, it was like yeah, it did. a full trailer where the graphics kind of look good, kind of didn't look good, but yeah. you said you didn't have anything for us. Um, they had a lot of Black Adam gave us like a 30 second clip, like, and I was like, man, you've yeah. been working on this for like seven fucking years, and like, that's yeah. all that we got for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Shazam Fury of the Gods was like cool, but I was expecting a lot more in that. I don't even know if we got a full trailer for that. I didn't I didn't watch that one. Like and a, then we didn't. It was like a the, couple of scenes, but that was it. But and it was like behind the scenes. Some steals, yeah, right? I know there were some steals of like um of Lucy Lou and, and yep. um some and we got four stills of them and yeah. Yep. And then and then we get some of the shows that they are starting to introduce, like Batgirl mm-hmm. and Blue Beetle. Yep. And nobody has really anything. And then they did a 10-minute segment, a 10-minute <laughs> fucking segment on Grant Gustin getting golden boots as the Flash in season eight. I do want to talk about that. We'll get, we're circling back to that. So That's it's like, fine. that was what frustrated me the most is was like, we got really good. We got some really good stuff now. The Black Adam stuff looked good. Shazam looked yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and some of the, even the Aquaman stuff looked really, really good to me. Yeah. I was like, damn, they really, you know, up in their game. They went out all out with that. They really did yeah. go all out with that. And, and without giving too much away. But my frustration is DC, I feel like they weren't ready for DC fandom. They yeah. just kind of gave everybody a big teaser and did not mention any of the other projects that you mentioned a while ago that were supposed to be in the works. Y'all just covered it up. 
Yeah. Where's our man? I, I, the, I was, new guys was, was canceled. When he was gonna show up. I need something about our man. No, fucking Titans got renewed for season four, and I'm struggling to fucking. I'm chewing a brick to get through season three because of You've the writing is so terrible. On Titan season three, I feel it like was, yeah. it was great, and then at some point you'll have like two good episodes, yeah, and then you'll have three episodes after that that undoes everything in the first two anyway that's a different story <laughs> yes my whole yeah. thing was with dc fandom was i think we got some really cool stuff out of it to hold us over but it just kind of felt like halfway and i wasn't as excited i'm glad you brought this up and i'm glad that this is where we're starting because i kind of got that impression too and granted i had to watch everything twice i kind of watched a little bit of the like the trailers and stuff on sunday evening and then i watched it again today obviously to, to prep for the podcast and i i am kind of i echo that sentiment marcus marcus i wonder what what's the strategy here from <laughs> from dc like we're just we'd rather show you something than nothing mm -hmm. um yeah we invested all this money into fandom and we don't really have a lot to show it just i'm kind of confused and then i'm also equally confused um and i'm just going to get this question out of the way there are a lot of the the like the the chatter on like online like on socials and other things like that is like look at dc they brought the same gun to the fight that marvel's bringing like marvel's gonna get a run for their money next year because mm -hmm. of all the stuff that dc's coming out mm -hmm. and i'm just kind of curious do you all feel the same way or do no. you think there was enough here to make that ju that judgment no no, no, <laughs> no. I don't feel the same way. no i feel like i feel honestly i'll tell you what i feel like and i am a dc person and i have been a dc person that is striving and yeah. hoping that one day DC can get their live action shit together. Right. What this feels like is um, they did all of this to show us the trailer for the Batman. Feels that way. Yeah. And I mean, I, like those are the two biggest projects. And they were like, look at these two biggest projects we've been talking about and been trending online for a long time. We know you're excited. And it was yeah. like, oh, and by the way, here's some bullshit in between. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do. Th what it does feel like is they found, I think they found some success with fandom last mm -hmm. year. For and sure. I, think, I feel like we should acknowledge that in this space, yeah. because to me, that was the first time I feel like someone had figured out how to do an event like that online, That's because true. that was only like six months. I want to say like, and when you think about it, like putting yeah. an event together that large with that meant that with that much talent, that's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, in the midst of a pandemic where people are burned out from watching you know, screens. Yeah. Like, great point, Brian. Yeah, like as someone that has put special events together and done online conferences and stuff like that, that's really hard. And I didn't have yeah. to work with any agents. Like I can't imagine the scheduling nightmares <laughs> yeah, for half yeah. these people. That's very good point, Brian. Um, and so I think they found some success. My guess is when they went to the post, like to the debrief, they're like, "This does not need to be three days. I am so tired." Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I, they figured that out, and they're like, "Let's yeah. just make it one day." And I feel like what they did was instead of like focusing on like, "Hey, here's the new stuff." They really just leaned into what they had, which I think mm -hmm. I think it works for like the news cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it works for that. Yeah. People are going to be talking, be sharing that Batman trailer. People are going to be hyped about it. Yeah. Um, I think even the Flash stuff by proxy with Batman, like yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it was a good day for Batman fans on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Superman didn't get shit. <laughs> but like for people, I think for people wanting anything else other than Batman, 
there wasn't a whole lot. Like, no. I think we have some bright spots, right? Like, I do right. think that, um, you know, we're getting a Wonder Woman crossover in the comics from our friend of the podcast, Stephanie Williams. Yeah, Super excited yeah, to see what that looks like. I actually thought there was a Wonder Woman crossover, by the way. Like, I was like, this comic's been around for like almost 80 years. Surely we've had a crossover like this. No, so <laughs> it is long overdue. Um, and I really liked seeing like some of the animation stuff that they had. Like For I'm sure. super into that, but I know that's not going to make a big splash with everybody. And I think inevitably going back to your point, Doug, which is where I started, like, I, like the Marvel DC comparisons, like I, you immediately yeah. DC immediately starts losing ground when they start comparing themselves mm -hmm. to Marvel. I think they um, should avoid that argument entirely yeah like and i i feel like i feel like that's best this best centerpiece of that is this robert pattinson batman it's not connected to anything it just looks no. like a good batman film yeah. well they, to that to that point brian uh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but no nope, that, that was point, good that was a good transition like i think the other thing that dc did which is fine and it and it just further puts a nail in the coffin on the direction that they want to go they really doubled down on this is the multiverse this is going to be separate from this yeah. and literally said it like verbatim. Like, yeah. And this is the DC multiverse where this Aquaman anime or yep. this Superman, which yeah. they did a lot of things animation style that is like Japanese anime. Superman gets one. Yeah. Woman gets yep. one. I noticed that. Aquaman kind of gets one or like more of a, um, I forgot that show that was on Cartoon Network with Jake and Finn. But so like you have all of these characters that exist together and like all these different animation styles, they really were like, this is the multiverse where this mm -hmm. Batman and Matt Reeves Batman will exist. And the Flash may do something or may not do something with this Adventure terrible time. fucking cow that he had. Oh. Adventure Time. Thank you. Adventure Time was the is the stylized like the yep. new Aquaman show on HBO Max. So like. Ben, yeah, that's all I was saying. They really try to stick to this multiverse thing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I agree, and I feel like that is their strength, and I feel like they're trusting their audience. Like I think yeah. that is very prevalent. Which I, I mean, Marvel could learn a thing from because oh, it was 100%. just like, here's Robert Pattinson Batman. We know you understand that that's a different Batman than what's in the Flash, like yeah. the Flash movie. Yeah, and here's animated Batman. You all understand those are different things, and we're moving on. Like I, they didn't spend any they, time. They they pose a new question now. Um, and now the question is, well, which Batman? So then Batgirl came mm -hmm. out and the, and the director was like, mm -hmm. the real Batman will show up in this movie. Yeah. And now they just raise more questions of like, okay, which Batman is that? Is yeah. it Keaton or is it like, yeah. so that's the only downside yeah. of things. But uh, Doug, yeah. what did you think? I, I, I agree with the points that y'all made. I think one of the things that, and kind of to Brian's point where he was like, Marvel could learn a thing about having some flexibility. I mean, we've kind of, I've had this conversation with myself. I've had this conversation with you all before of yep. like, oh, I really like this person for this role, but they've already been in the MCU before. So yeah. we can't like, yeah. and yeah. so I do, I appreciate the strategy that DC seems to be taking, which is this is the multiverse. Like if I feel like my, Michael Keaton in a different movie could play the Joker, fuck it. I can do that. Like it's <laughs> fine. And it's, they, they feel like they can do that and they can feel empowered to do that, which I think is really a cool strategy to employ mm -hmm. i do agree though like it does it does feel like they tried to make this a shorter thing and my guess is they probably had you know they can't get hbo max streaming numbers for things like you know justice league but they oh. can get streaming numbers for who how many people stayed on for all of fandom and went oh, oh yeah. wow it's a lot shorter let's make the event shorter yeah um which and and i didn't actually get to watch it live so i guess my question is marcus did they have mm -hmm. a lot of the like 
Because one of the things I really liked about the Wonder Woman panel was mm -hmm. that last year, I remember, is they did a lot of like really cool like and this is the community behind Wonder Woman that's really mm -hmm. important. Was yeah. there as much of that this time or not so much? I think there was. a. I mean, it's just as much. OK, everything okay. that they did really revolved around. These are the people who play these characters we love. And mm -hmm. here's their insight on it. So, for example, um, Static Shock, Milestone Comics yep. and all of these other, you know, yeah. Milestone getting rebooted. Yeah, they sat with the two creators of Milestone, the original creators and writer, um, and just talk with them about what Milestone is and what's coming up and all of that kind of stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, which DC does really good at. Which I feel like Marvel they do these more cinematic, yep. you know, shows and shorts on. Here's what it's like to be behind the scene at Disney yeah. and Marvel. Whereas D True. DC is like, hey, here are the actual creators giving you the insight on why we made Superman bisexual or why we made Superman yeah, change. Right. Here's fucking Jim Lee telling you why we made it the for a better tomorrow instead of this thing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a huge, that was a big, that was, it was, I think, and I think that that was a bigger point um, than people thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Well, yeah. and, and for people that don't know, so they're changing Superman's motto again. Yep. If you didn't know, this is like the, the latest iteration to uh, for truth Justice and a better tomorrow. And, and it used to be for truth, justice, justice the American, the American way. way. Sure yep. did. Which that's your, that's your world war two propaganda because, coming at you because he's a superhero who, um, which if you look at Superman, old Superman comics, he's always posing in front of an American flag or something it's, like that. Oh yeah. But Superman is a hero who saves the world. Yep. Not just America. So, yep. well, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people like he, that wasn't always his motto. Like that's not even what it started with either. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is like a really good time. <laughs> I feel like it's a really good time for like people positioned. who listen to us to like really interrogate some of the things that they, they enjoy and like, look at the time that they were written. Like Superman was written in the thirties before world war two even happened. So like seeing how they change it, especially with the red scare, like yeah. that was super influential with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to find his original slogan because there was one I'm even before. It. Yeah, it was it was one even before the American way. And I, I, I oh, I think it's and 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 tolerance. I, I honestly think that's what it is. It's truth, justice and tolerance, I think, is what it is, um, which, again, written in the 1930s. What could possibly be going on there? <laughs> that's um, a very good point. So uh, I just wanted to bring people up to speed in case yeah. they didn't know as you were talking about that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, that yeah. was great. But you're right. I think I think you're right. And I think that is what separates it. There is having watched some of those behind the scene things that Marvel and AKA Disney have put together. It feels a little impersonal. Like it's it's hard oh, to connect because yeah. it's very it's very dramatized. And I do appreciate these moments. And I suppose that comparison between the two, which is never a good comparison to make. But if I'm going to that comparison between the two, DC puts creators at the forefront and says, this is the conversation. Mm -hmm. We want you to see these people, which is really, really cool and can be really, really insightful for folks going forward. So truth, tolerance and justice. There it is. Ah, truth, Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. Um, well, good. And that's and I, I wanted to ask that question just because of what I had seen on, like I said, on Twitter and on mm -hmm. TikTok and elsewhere, like shortly yeah. after some of these announcements were made. But let's kind of get into some of the nitty gritty a little bit. And I kind of mm. want to start and I want to start. I'm going to save Batman for last just because I feel like that yeah. was such a highlight and we could spend yeah. probably the most amount of time on that. But what I want to start with 
first is I would like to start with uh, Peacemaker, um, just because yeah. it's a little bit easier to start with TV. And I feel like Peacemaker is going to be one of those things that people th- like maybe write off or it might fly under the yep. radar. But when I saw that you trailer, so? I, I mean... I think so, just because there's no big he- superhero or supervillain tied to it. I think um, maybe, sorry, and that's just my got, thought. No, 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 no. go ahead. Just, no, go ahead. And that's just my thought of like, mm-hmm. without it, without the appearance of like a a Superman or a Batman or even some of the the I don't want to say B Squad heroes, but other members mm-hmm. of the Justice no. League, um, right. other members of the ju- other members of the they, Justice they League. They know. They know. Like, Jared. Okay. <laughs> it, it says it's on their Justice League card. Be like, be, like be after, after Wonder Woman, like some yeah. of those other ones, like people tend to not get like, super, yeah. super Arsenal. Like, Arsenal's not hanging right? out at the Watchtower thinking no, he's yeah. like on the A team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, there's a, yeah. there's a boy. Is not, like, you know, there's a reason like, he cut his arm off. But I feel like sometimes those have like those series have a harder billing sometimes. And maybe yeah. that's just my thought and maybe I'm wrong, but no, I, don't, um, I, don't I thought the series looked really, really good. And fucking shout out to John Cena who like yeah. went who went for it. He did. Um, yeah. So that was just my thought, but I'm curious y'all's thoughts. Uh for me, I feel like this character is you know i feel like this may be a one season thing right oh Which is sure perfectly yep. fine, and it'll lead into something else possibly oh sure. um and it'll introduce some other things in there which i think their panel i really enjoy sure. because um they really praise the lead it's a character that um james gunn created specifically for this show yeah. i'm oh. gonna look it up but she's a black woman um oh, yeah. and they were oh. like giving her all the praise yeah. about how well she did um, I mean, and it seemed like it was all genuine, like they really enjoyed each other, not like one of those fake, like you know, yeah. like we just did this just to do I really it. loved working with so and so. He was not, a lot not of like fun the law and order or SVU yep. folks. I'm like, we've been <laughs> this for 20 years. What do you want us to say? <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I don't this show could get missed because if you did not watch the suicides, the suicide squad, you do not know who Peacemaker is or That's what true. he's about. Yeah, and I feel like because I watched that movie first, it gives me a little bit more tie into. He's kind of like more Deadpoolish, like in sure. the nitty gritty gun shooting, yeah, gun like and the jokes and kind of shit. So maybe people will like that part to have a DC counterpart to that. Um, that's a good point in their universe. Yeah, that's a very good point. So I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, Leota. D- Danielle Brooks is playing mm-hmm. Leota, who is yeah, is a brand new character, mm-hmm. but it, it appears that she is being the foil to Peacemaker. At least that's what I got from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just I'm really I I, I I was very concerned about this series when it was announced. Okay. I want to say like six, seven months ago, because I was like, I don't do we need more of this? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if yeah, we need another white, hyper violent protagonist, but mm-hmm. like if you're going to yeah. do it, this is the way to do it based on what I've seen in the trailer. It's like, obviously, yeah. there's hyper violence, which I have no problem with. I am entertained no. by this. But it does appear to be an interrogation of like, why are you like this? Mm. Like, something's wrong with you. And acknowledging yeah. like, this is not someone to look up to. He mm. has issues. Yeah. And then also pairing it with a supporting cast that is not like, they're not like floundering around. They're very clearly competent and peacemakers like he is almost like it appeared in some of the trailer shots that they had in some of the sequences that he was supporting their performance rather than vice versa. So um, I thought this was going to be DC's take on Punisher and it does not appear that way. And I'm really excited to see what, 
what they have. I'm really interested. And I, I agree, Doug. I feel like this could fly under people's radars because like I feel like Suicide Squad was a very acquired taste. And then True. on top of that, you're asking people like, hey, so, you know, Suicide Squad. And then they're going to be like, well, which one? Um, and yep. then they're going to be like, OK, so, you know, Peacemaker. And they're going to be like, who? Um, and then it's like, he has a show. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we have to get like yeah. three layers just to like get to the core concept. Yeah. yeah. So I could see it flying under people's radars, but I, I think it could be something special. I also, I trust James Gunn at That's this true. point. I he trust him to make something special. Point. Some of us like made sourdough bread during our isolation periods. James Gunn made a HBO max spinoff series. You all, you know, like, we'll just see how it goes through tomato, tomato. It's the, yeah, yeah. Same whatever thing, right? you got time for. I, um, I don't, I, this is sorry. Go ahead. Doug. Uh, what I was going to say is I just think, mm -hmm. I think in addition, sort of Brian, to your point, I think some of his more like, I think what makes some of those other characters like Deadpool and I would even say and Punisher and I would even say Homelander yeah. to a certain extent is yeah, that they never really have to deal with their more problematic elements. They oh, they yeah. put them there and they let you like engage with the character and make up your own mind. Right. I feel like what they might do with Peacemaker is they might like lean into the satirical element with him with a little bit. Yes. I mean, it, the. the trailer closes with him like hugging a bald eagle like i think there's you can't you yeah. can't like yeah. look at that and yeah. not say okay that's a little silly but what right. point is that trying to make so i think that that to kind of boost your point so that's all i was gonna yeah. say so marcus go ahead no i don't know i'm thinking about the series and, and now y'all got me thinking like I, I maybe john cena is the selling point and james yeah. Gunn, because you're right suicide squad was good yeah, it was fun. Oh, yeah. It was a good movie and executed well. And that was a good I movie. I don't know if everybody really paid attention or will remember <laughs> it. Is yeah. that safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you do have to re but also HBO Max is like Suicide Squad is on our app. And guess what yep. else is on our app? Yep. Yeah. So watch this and lead directly into that. Now, yep. my question would be is HBO Max at a point? where you are directing people to its app to watch its series. Oh, man, I'm so glad you brought that up because that mean, was literally going to be my question is that like now with theaters and stuff opening oh. back up, they're going to have to wrestle with this. Like mm -hmm. they're going to have to wrestle because they can no longer say that's exclusively on, in theaters and on our mm -hmm. app at the same time. They're going to have to drive content that way. So that's a really good question. Because Marvel, all the things that they just pushed back, part part of that in the article I read, they pushed that back because they want more time to work on their on those on those pieces of content because they're going exclusively into theaters. Sure, right. Yep. So like that is it. I mean, the, I mean, I guess it's just a perfect moment, right? Right here, like it's a great moment. Is HBO Max at a point where you can direct <laughs> them to like a Netflix where we're telling people on Netflix to go watch Squid Games yeah. and do it? Is HBO Max at that point? That's a I good mean, question. Yeah. I feel I, I feel I, I guess I'm confident saying they are because mm -hmm. I feel like for better or worse, HBO Max has entered the streaming giants conversation just mm -hmm. because of 2020 yeah. for better or for worse. Like they had some bangers like they may not have they may not be able to boast the same subscriber count, but they have a quality product yeah. and they know it. Yeah. And, and I think it's some of the other things, too, because while we're over here having this conversation about like Peacemaker and how it'll be received, they also have been pushing. And because I've noticed it a lot more, the House of Dragon, which is a prequel oh my to Game of Thrones, oh my gosh. is a huge announcement. Mm -hmm. And they have mentioned that several times. So I think yeah. what we'll probably end up seeing is 
they will encourage people to go to their app to catch up on some of those things that are coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So you'll see a lot more advertising of like, want to get more familiar with the Targaryens? Like here's, we have all of Game of Thrones on here. Yeah, or what? Uh, they're the dragon people. They're the dragon. Oh, okay. They're the oh, dragon people. Oh, from Game yeah. of Thrones. No, no, you're, you're fine. I, Marcus, I didn't make it past season like three. Right. So I have read all the books and I watched the entire show. So I have... I feelings okay okay i love, I love brian <laughs> they're thank, not bro, all bad thank, you know, brian, brian thanks for doing the work that some <laughs> of us won't some of us can't or won't <laughs> i like <laughs> maggie and i work, devoured this series i have to okay. let you know in 2012 we were like what's this and then like it just took our hand and it squeezed tight and it whispered like follow me and then after that <laughs> After that, we both became Game of Thrones fans. Like at the same time, same trajectory, and like we watched everything together. So like we have done the research for you. Don't worry. I feel like I'm the dumb jock in the back of class, and like I hear Brian answer a question. I'm like, good for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's meanwhile, I'm the, like, I'm the I'm the person who like watched like season one and season two, and they're like, Doug, tell me about this show. I don't know. There are a lot of dicks in it. Like, I feel like that's, that's <laughs> I mean, how you're not wrong, people. Like, like you know, metaphorically like, or physically, you're, you're right. right. It's like Dragon fantasy dicks. politics, but there's a lot of dicks in it. Like, there was, <laughs> like, that's how I, I mean, described it. So. You just like half credit because you're not fully wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but, I can uh, go on. Yeah, but, we but should do, keep talking HBO, about Yeah, HBO but. Max is actually my go to. I don't look at a yeah. lot of Netflix. And the only reason I'm on Hulu right now is watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, like, oh, literally the first app that I go to is HBO Max because they have a whole lot of movies. They can, the way that they categorize they really their movies, fantastic. They even have now a For You section, which is new. So, like, I didn't yep. see that before. Oh, sure. They have a For You section now. Yep. And so, I don't know. It's, like, it's good. I hope it does well. I don't know if Peacemaker is the project to boost that, but I think it will do a lot for it because, like, this is the first time we're seeing the big screen stuff go to the yeah. screen as far as an app, I think. Yeah. And I think, again, to your earlier point of like, where are some of the other projects they announced last year? I mean, it would have been really great to see a Green Lantern Corps update. I, I like, don't I understand. Mean, yeah, how the fuck did they that. skip that? I don't. I mean, I think, you said no, that I that think was, they said like two things about it. I'll find it. But as Brian's oh. looking for that, I mean, they mentioned like, yep, that's going to be an HBO like series that'll be on the HBO Max app. There were other things. Um, and if and I will say this, like if a lot of that animation ends up going to HBO Max, that's a great way to drive people like me there because it that that animation is so easy to consume yeah. and so fun to consume that I'm like I'm well, excited for more of that stuff. Yeah, the Aquaman, the Aquaman show that looks yep. like Adventure Time is on there. They also released the same time that they had the release on the live stream for the Young Justice season four Phantom. Yep. They released the first two episodes for that, and I watched those. That's so really like cool. they are. I mean, they're doing it. They're having a wide variety and they realize their strength. Now, here's what I'll say about HBO Max. Okay. They realize their strength in DC. Yep. Yeah. They know we are in a superhero world and everybody True. wants to see live action, whatever, and everything and superhero everything all the time. Yeah. They are striking while the iron's high. They say, oh, you want a series sure. on this? There's yeah. 15 fucking series announced. Yeah. And, and, and 10 of them are from Batman alone. That's Seriously. True. So That's it's true. like they know their strength. Will it be great? Will it, you know, will it be successful or will it fail? I don't know, but I they definitely know. recognize like how to keep people's attention on the app. 
Oh, absolutely. And I would say that's coupled with a, like, when you get tired of that, there's enough other things on yeah. there for you to dive into. I mean, I randomly last week watched the last four Harry Potter movies just yeah. because I could like, and because they were easy to find. And by the way, that I have a lot of thoughts. Yo, about... Harry Potter gets dark after the second film. I also have a when, lot they of come out, when he comes out playing the flute after they come out the maze, do 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 What's his yep. name? Fucking the dead body on the ground. Robert oh, Pitt. Goblet also, of Fire. Yeah, no, and, Goblet of Fire is when it turns. Yeah. And also, can we just talk for a second about how this kid parents died and every motherfucker on the street is like hey you're the kid whose parents died yeah, right yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. a shitty thing to say to He's another human being all in the of world. trauma all the time lead with that you shouldn't He's like, like never Harry lead Potter with that. does all eight movies with survivor's guilt yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right absolutely the best way to put it but yes, that is that is. But so yeah, so that's going to be the best part about those theories is you can dive into them, and then there's enough there to kind of like keep you on there for other stuff too. So you all covered it. I just think I just think HBO Max ha has zeroed in on like no, we just have quality stuff. We're not going to have a ton of it, but like when you log on, you're going to like what you see. Yeah. I can't say that for Netflix. I that's cannot true. say that for Hulu, <gasps> Disney Plus. You're like fifty fifty, yeah. but that's because you have my favorite franchises. Yeah. So. It's kind of cheating, but yeah, like that's true. You know, like you log on to Netflix and you're like, I, I don't much. understand it's any of much. this. Too much. Yeah. yeah um, too much. So I, you, I, really, you are on it today. You're potting. No, hey, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, Look at Brian Pod. Disney is 50-50. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's 100%. go down on this real quick. Paramount Plus sucks. Um, oh, I, that's not even on the radar. I haven't touched it. Paid paid that shit for three months, and it was not exciting at all. Um, and then that's right, Peacock because <laughs> you wanted to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I wanted to watch the Super Bowl two years ago, and we were paying for this shit. We're like, what the fuck? So Paramount God. Plus is not that great. Nope. Um, Peacock did not have a lot, and like it's they also the have a weird tier where you get like fuck the office. I'm like, office I mean, you... as, as as far as it being on a whole separate app for me to watch it, yeah, fuck it, because like it's true. I'm not gonna go through all that. Like, yeah. and then Netflix has too much shit. Disney, I only go to Disney when like maybe if I feel like rewatching like one of my favorites or yep. nostalgia's pulling me 100%. or. Like that's really the only or if, time. or if your brothers and sisters or if your brother and sister come over to visit too. Yeah, like there's yeah. a ton of stuff, stuff for kids on there. But like, I mean, great. they're at a point where they're watching HBO Max now. So that's like, true, though. That's know, a good but, point. That's a good point. But yeah, but Brian's right. Brian's right. Yeah, Brian yeah. I have, oh, and oh. I find that with and I find that with Netflix. Netf I find Netflix just be so exhausting. Like yeah, I log onto it, it and I'm like, what do it's I want to watch? Oh, I don't know. Look, it's just like I resigned myself. There is a reason they put a shuffle button as soon as you log in. There is a very clear reason they did that. Like, and I don't think they're like, I don't think they see this as a bad thing. They're like, yeah, we got a ton of stuff. Hit the shuffle button. What are you gonna do? Yeah, they like almost taunt you with it. Like, really, you're that indecisive? You're gonna hit the shuffle button? Yeah. But hope y'all like hope y'all hopefully y'all like Squid Game because that shit made like nine hundred and sixty like oh my gosh I'm not ready for all the Squid Game two more two more two more seasons of that also I I know we're like super off base here and then I'll shut up but like there's gonna be a United States takeoff on Squid Game and it's gonna bomb it's gonna be so bad I can understand the material 
I call it now. NBC and a partner with Netflix will have a <laughs> will have a Squid Game esque show, and it will uh, be hosted by Dwayne the Rock Johnson and <laughs> and um like somebody some, like a, like Korean cast like <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even remotely close. And yeah. they'll call it they'll call it like Live or Die USA, and that'll be it. And it'll have three episodes. So basically, the purge. So filming the purge. Yeah, yeah. I mean basically. <laughs> Yeah. The purge will be televised, but gentlemen, let's get back to fandom because yeah. all right, we're coming back. Fandom. Um, so that was Peacemaker. What else <laughs> on this end? We've got, like I said, we've got Shazam, we got Aquaman. What are some other things that you all felt really jumped out at you? Ryan, what did you like? I what did I like? What did I like? Um, I think for me, I the thing that jumped out for me, um, I'm looking at my list here, I'm bringing up my list. Um, I think the thing that jumped out to me was the the flash trailer. I know that they did we talked about this where Ezra Miller's like, we don't really have all that much to show you. Just kidding. Here's a 30-second teaser. Um I liked what I saw from the flash. It seems to be going in a creative direction and it seems like they're willing to play with the, like the time dynamics, which sure. I think it's when flash is at its best is when it's not taking itself too seriously. Um, so I found it interesting that the trailer focused on like a lot of Batman stuff. That's not the decision <laughs> I would have made. No. Um but I liked it when they focused on like, hey, if you're paying attention, there's three other versions of the Flash behind him as he's talking, and you got That's to see true. the suit. Um, and you're talking about if you can go back and change decisions, would you? Like, I think that's all really meaty yeah. stuff for us to explore in a Flash movie. So honestly, it feels like this movie's been in development forever. So it was just really nice to see something. I was excited about that. Yeah. I, I like to play this game with y'all, but let's play the speculation game a little bit. Like, cause I rewatched, um, the flashpoint paradox, um, the oh, animated one, which is just, Oh man, that's intense. So good. My question is, do you think, cause I know that when they initially like talked about it and they introduced this concept with the flash, they said this might be, have some links to that. What do you think just based on, I'm asking you to make a, a choice, make a synopsis off of a 30 second clip, but <laughs> for you all, like, what do you think that this, what direction do you think that this particular movie is going to go given the multiple versions of the flash and the fact that you're seeing a Michael Keaton Batman? Well, Brian, I, what direction is it going to go? I think that I still think that DC wants to like give the impression they're rebooting everything. Oh, sure. Uh, and do a fresh start. So I think that they're going to lean really heavily into just like choices. And what does that look like for a new day? I feel like, I feel like that's the direction they're going to go. Are they going to be successful? I don't know, but I feel like that's where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's definitely, I think it's not going to be as close to flashpoint as I think as some people. Oh no. Yeah. I don't think it can be that question directly. I think the only thing they're going to take from flashpoint is like, Things were like this. Now they're like this. I think the only thing they're going to think. And Batman looks a little different. Like, yeah. I think that's... Batman looks cool with this new outfit. The Flash. You know? <laughs> I feel like that's, that's all they're going to take from Flash. <laughs> it was the pose that killed me. The Flash. The Flash. For, for everybody listening at home, I put my yeah. arms on my hips like I was like I was so finishing or, a present. That's you know basically something? how the Flash on CW starts. Um, my name's Barry yep. Allen. And I'm... Yep. The Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Or you know what? Sign up for the Patreon to see Brian's fun poses. Sign up for the Patreon. Um, For me, I'll be honest. 
I like the suit in the concept art. Did not like the suit in the trailer. It okay. Too CGI-ish for me. Um, yeah. And the cow, I was not a fan of the cheekbone. Um, oh, sure. The way that it just keeps, it's this little piece that's right there on the edge of the cheek. And I just feel like that looks like a World War II oh. helmet. Um, wow. I was just not a fan of that. Now, what I did I find interesting detail. is yeah. there are two berries. Two okay. berries and one Supergirl. So um, I just wanted to yeah. throw that correction oh in there. Oh my God, that's right. Um, that's a good point. Good, good call. <laughs> I forgot one about Supergirl. that entirely. She is she is in the background for people that may have missed that. Supergirl. That's that's um, totally, totally Supergirl. Yep, yep. And so, and and of course, Brian's right. They did tease the Batman thing because that is their bread. Batman is the bread and butter. <sighs> I guess so. I, all of this was a this was not DC fandom. This was Batman Bat Dome. I was yes, just gonna say welcome to DC's yeah. Bat Dome. Bat that's Dome. All of this. Because uh, half of the stuff, half of the content that they're talking about stems from Batman. If you really yeah. just think about it, like it deeply, I'm sure you can play six degrees of separation in some extent where it yeah. relates back to Batman. I, so, like, yeah, I like this trailer. It had a lot of teases in it. Uh, um, it seems very dark. It seems like, yeah. you know, you can have those goofy moments in there. But I obviously they're trying to treat this as, like Brian said, a reboot. Does the Flash look like, past yeah. this though? Is Ezra Miller still the Flash past this? Does this set up Justice League? They said he's supposed to be di- visiting different timelines. Do I yeah. want to sit through this? Was the question that I asked myself. Yeah, that's fair. Because I've seen the story of Flash Paradox told many times, whether it was in the mm-hmm. comic books or it was in the Barry Allen version on the CW yeah. or it was on the animated version. And, you know, I've seen it a lot. <laughs> And yeah. I don't know if I want to sit. Do I want to sit through this? Will I probably for the sake of the podcast? You know, do I want to? I don't know. I, I would like to respond to that right away because, like, I mm-hmm. you made me think. I have seen. I have interacted with this story four mm-hmm. times in the past seven years. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to say though, oddly enough, the time I enjoyed it the most was the Flash CW series. I, I just want to put that out there, and maybe it's because it had enough room to breathe because the whole point of flashpoint is like, look at everything that's different. Look at what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. the show actually goes into like, yo, like, is this really what you want? And he's like, yep. And you have like six episodes <laughs> where he's just in bliss. <laughs> yep. It and is. Then someone's like, Oh, negative plot point one. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh no. And like, <laughs> I feel like it's really hard. I feel like it's really hard to communicate that in a movie. Um, the good. DC animated movie Flashpoint kind of goes off the rails in the second act, in my opinion. Um, it turns into something that is not Flashpoint to me. And the graphic novel t- tells just a really focused story just on Barry. And sure. I think it succeeds in that format. Um, so I, I am a little hesitant of it being in a movie, but I, for me, I want to see what they have. Like, I'm excited to see this. I would see this opening weekend. Sure. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I will say this. Know. I will. I'll answer that question. I think it's interesting that you are relying so heavily kind of to Marcus's point. And don't get me wrong. Like I, uh, of the DC superheroes, Batman tends to be one that I like more, not oh, to yeah. tell anybody else why they should like, I'm not going to argue that with anybody. Um, but I do think that you talking about me. No, just in general. <laughs> like I'm just saying broadly, <laughs> for, the, hypothetical broadly, for, broadly for the universe, any tension you're feeling is accidental. Um, but I would say that I don't feel it, it feels weird to say like we're making a flash movie and in your 32nd trailer rely so heavily on that Michael Keaton Batman nostalgia. Yeah. Not um, just Michael Keaton. It seems like they mentioned the Ben Affleck. I couldn't tell whose cow that was. 
Oh, and sure. And then the over-the-shoulder shot of Batman yep. and yep. the tease of the car. Yep. yep. It just it's it felt really strange to me to lean so long into that. Yeah. But I to the, to its credit, it intrigued the shit out of me. And if that's <laughs> if I if I get a slightly longer trailer and if they can keep me intrigued, yeah, I'll be excited to see this. I mean, just to see what they did, just to see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious enough to want to sit through it. Well, and I, I guess like if it were me, I just to get this out of my system. If I was putting that flash trailer together, I would have put it all together. And then like you st- like just take out the Batman stuff. And then once you do all like the, the finishing and the date or whatever, yeah. have that be the last stinger image. Yeah. Like, yeah you can true. do it that way and still have it focused on flash. It just, this trailer was, I, I feel like it was half Flash, half Batman. It like, really was. I was. It was bizarre to me, because to be honest. This one trailer tells three different stories. Uh-huh. So there's Batman, main right. Flash, side Flash, and well, and then Supergirl. Right. So it, it, it poses three, it poses four different questions. Okay, why is the back background Flash wearing Bruce Wayne's cow with a Flash symbol painted on it? Okay, why does this Flash have a CGI new suit? Okay, why is Supergirl in the background? So like, <laughs> yeah. it's like there's a lot of there's a lot there's of moving so pieces. much. There's a lot of moving pieces, which is what this is supposed to be about. Because yeah, I remember sure. watching uh, Comic Con, and yeah. you know, I re- I remember here's flashback real quick. Do we it. watch Transformers. Oh, a movie that holds up very well. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah, it holds that up first very one, well. Absolutely. Yeah, it it was you know that movie ex- except for Jazz and the Pontiac and the black oh, voice. They're yes. not a fan of that. But yes. um, no. so that movie holds up well. I remember the teaser for that movie though when they're on the rover and they show the 14 second clip of the Mars rover roam, roaming on on Mars. Oh yeah, and it shows like and one of them briefly, walking up. Yeah, one of them walking up crushes and it just has a date or it has um. Yep. Um, rollout or something like that, something related to trans. No, it had the release date. Yeah, it was really. I re- I love those moments. I look back to yeah. Marvel and how they do their Hall H stuff, and yeah. they do this big build up yep. for this ten second moment of yeah. something. I miss that because yeah. this trailer yeah. gave me everything. Yeah, it gave me showed me what the suit looked like. It showed me like there was no anticipation for it. Yeah. Because I was kind of waiting for the movie to see the suit. There's no intrigue. There's no there's no suspense. And I think that that's just interesting that your your arc is like you you don't want to build any suspense and make people hold it for that long. And I think that that's the problem when you have things that are not finished. Right. Like because you like we have a loose release date. But I think studios in light of COVID are really careful not to commit themselves to a release date. Absolutely. Because so it's well, we can't we don't want them to have to hold that suspense for that long. Mm-hmm. So we'll give them a little bit more hoping it can tide them over when in my mind and to Marcus's point, like I would rather you keep it super suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, you know, what would have been a great teaser for this. This because I rewatched the Michael Keaton Batman um, do the same suit up sequence that he did at the end of Batman but have it be red and have it be at the flash suits and just at the end, it's a date. Like that's, yeah. that's all you needed yeah. um, to you build the, that level of suspense. The nipple scene, the nipple dress up. Um, I is, is Keaton the one Clooney. with nipples. That was George, oh, Clooney. Not George Clooney. Yeah. But they, they do the do. A, they do. Yeah. Well, you I remember think that, 
Oh, I oh, there's always I do. the there's firm bond. That, that movie, yeah. that movie is burned into my memory. Yeah, and in two in Batman Returns, he gets one of his suits off of a coat rack in a he closet. Does. Does he, he really? does? He really? He absolutely does. does. He does. He has oh a closet God. full of suits on a hanger. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I vividly remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So that that's all good points about about the Flash. I I'm I'm excited. I, yeah. I think it'll be enjoyable. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think this is a good time, unless there's something else that you all want to talk about to touch on maybe oh, Aquaman oh, and Shazam yeah, yeah. and then pivot yeah. over to the Batman. So yeah. we kind of got the same treatment with um, the Flash that we got with Aquaman. What I will say better is executed. I did. It was. Yeah, absolutely. Better at executed. And yeah. I really appreciate the behind the scenes stuff and seeing the relationship between Jason Momoa, Momoa and uh, James Wan, mm -hmm. the director, yeah. mm -hmm. um, their relationship was really, really cool to see that like flushed out and kind of developed. And he was like genuinely excited to work with him yeah. Um, yeah. because I trust Jason. Like I trust Jason Momoa for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's no, I, I get it. He he's very trustworthy for some reason. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's his face or what, like it's just, it, I feel like me. he can come up to me in the middle of the street, be like, Hey, look, your mom's hurt. You got to come with me right now. Be like, okay. Yeah. Right. Or if he yeah. if he he'd be one of those strangers that if What's there was a difficult right if it was a difficult moment, he and he said, like, hey man, do you mind if I hug you? Most people I'd say no, but I'd be like, Yeah, okay. Like it would be one of the it would be a reluctant type of hug. So, anyway, back to Aquaman. So uh, the shit was kind of cool. I don't know how they really got on this. We just trusted Jason Momoa. He's a just trustworthy dude. I mean, I guess, but I don't know this motherfucker like that. That just uh I'd think about kissing him on a first date. Let's just let's just let's just leave it. <laughs> I just want to see what Marcus would do with that. Um, but you're right. No, I thought it was really interesting. I'm particularly curious about the plot line of this movie, though. Well, I can tell you what I think it is because okay. Jason Momoa hinted at it. Okay. Um, he because he is producing or help write this movie, if, mm -hmm. I, if I understand correctly. I think it's going to have something to do with global warming because the thing freezing, <laughs> yep. the water freezing, then melting. He's got to team up with his brother. He's got to team up with all of these people. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be partially about the world changing and shifting like weather wise. So now that he's the king, now he gets to see the effects of the world yeah. from the other side. And now he's got to like deal with that as king on how he's going to protect his people. And because I know Jason Momoa is a person who cares about the environment. So of yeah. course he's going to use this stage to address global warming the seas rising or seas lowering yeah and up that kind of thing so I, that's what i took from that segment okay that's fair brian same feeling yeah i mean i from i, I think that would be great i think if that is the direction we're going i would love that because i think one of my biggest critiques of these superhero films is that they have such a large platform and they're always it always seems like they're super scared to like actually say something and Go back to our Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast <laughs> episode if you really want me to really want me to tear into that. Um, so go back I, to the hope, show, I hope that is the case because I feel like this yeah. would be the perfect platform for it. Um, from the behind the scenes stuff and the concept art, like I have no idea what to expect yeah. from this film, but I also no. know that like watching the first. I mean, if you're doing Aquaman. And like the the first Aquaman and and it just do that again with a different story. I'm okay with that too yeah. because yeah, Aquaman. Good, man. I don't know how they did it, but it was this super weird combination of like Star Wars and Captain Planet, 
and avatar. like it's true avatar kind of oh i got avatar vibes um, from this like from that, that from the new one sure. like with yep. the dash of the mummy in the desert yeah. with him and um mm -hmm. uh, uh not hera yeah hera yeah. um it, like but and it worked and i'm totally yeah. into that um so like do do that again <laughs> that's fine and yeah. everything that i've seen from the behind the scenes stuff it looks like we're gonna get our wild monsters looks like there's gonna be a giant battle sequence and it looks like there's gonna be some like creature that we don't fully understand and there's mm -hmm. gonna be some castle intrigue is the best way i can describe it so basically what i'm trying to say is it looks like more of the first movie and i think that's a good thing yeah yeah i could see i think my i think Marcus, you're right, because he does say, like, explicitly, he's like, got to deal with the planet that's at risk. Like, he mm -hmm. says that, like, in the first, like, 30 mm -hmm. seconds. He's like, got to deal with a planet that's at risk. So my prediction is it's global warming. He has to, like you said, he has to team up with his brother. Um, and then I think Black Manta gets approached to say, like, for some evil plot. And he signs up for it as a way to say, well, this will call out Aquaman and give me my shot to take him down. Sounds um, about right. Yeah. I think that that'll Sounds probably right. be the plot for this, but I am very excited about, um, black manta innocent in this entirely. Like yeah. his, the, the still images of him look really, really, really. Oh, cool. he, it looks so, amazing. Yeah. Him in the first one, I wasn't really too impressed with. Sure. Because I feel like it was kind of squeezed or squoze, depending on where you're from, into this this fuller story. Sure. Um, and he wasn't really able to be his his character wasn't able to be, really be flushed out like that. Like sure. I, I felt like that's just me though. Um, because Black Manta in the comic books is a bad motherfucker. Oh, he absolutely like is. he is bad, 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 like kill people, oh. children bad. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yes, I guess that's what I was anticipating, but it was only the first movie. So I'm hoping they dive into it and they don't make it like, oh, look at Black Manta and Aquaman. They're really just best buds. Like, no, this motherfucker does not <laughs> like not. you. There are that's not. what it should be. Yeah. But I'm also interested before we get to Shazam real quick, where Aquaman ties into the fuller universe. Sure. Like, is there another Justice League movie coming? Is Aquaman standing on its lone alone? Like it's lonesome, like the uh, Batman movie. Where does this have what happens after Flash? Like, I'm interested in seeing that because Jason Momoa can't play Aquaman forever. And no. so how much longer can <laughs> you do this? Does he come back? Those are the questions that kind of popped up with this one. I, I, Go ahead, Brian. I, I mean, I don't, to me watching this, it does not feel like they really care about mm -hmm. fitting in to mm -hmm. the larger no. universe. So my no. feeling is like, hey, you want, you want to make a trilogy? Great. If you want to have Jason Momoa in your other films, I'm sure he'd be down because he looks like he's having the time of his life. Playing he's trustworthy. Uh, and he's also very trustworthy. Um, so that's, I don't know, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't, I don't think that extended universe is on their, on their radar. Uh, I don't think it is either. And I think one of the reasons why that all of us who like the Justice League, I think all of us that should be sad is I think the, the, the bullshit with the first go around is going to make them very hesitant to touch it again. I don't think so. You don't think so? Hell no. I think that they are itching to do it again. I think that they are. I think the Flash movie is an excuse to either do something else other than the Snyderverse yep. or to create their own verse with whatever heroes okay. that they want to. So yep. to kind of say acknowledge, they can use this movie to acknowledge the original Josh Whedon cut and acknowledge the Snyderverse and acknowledge all of these other multiverses with the Flash. Yep. And then they're like, they're really trying to dive into 
doing their own version of the Justice League. And then sure. versus whoever that is, I have no idea if it's Black Adam or whoever it is. But like, you know, I think that they are itching. I think that they know they have a money maker with Justice League. Okay. And okay. Yeah, I, agree. I was making that solely off of the the fact that the restore the Snyderverse like like hashtag got mm-hmm. so many tweets immediately after and surrounding fandom. Because nobody it's knows what they're doing. That's <laughs> it's, it's it's hard. They don't, but it's hard. I feel like it's hard for a and I, this is just my impression, so I could be wrong. I it's hard for a studio. I feel like to see that and feel really really confident or comfortable right yeah, now. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe down the road that, that confidence comes. But for me, if I'm if I'm the person who's like telling feeding them like their their social updates like i would say like no no we still can't get rid of that hashtag like we're gonna have to give it at least another year um in order for that to die oh, down. So. i mean the way that green lantern has been flipping radioactive for them i'm sure mm-hmm. they'll approach it with the same with the same patience by the way there are no green lantern updates which i think None. is that's what I thought. Just unreal. As a and green it also lantern. makes me mad because I like Green Lantern. Like I, I love really Green Lantern. Like, yeah. And one bad movie, and they tank the whole like franchise. Right. For Ten years. Come on. In any case, yeah. uh, I did have a point here, but I got I got mad about. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're podding. You give yourself a pass. Like, I think for the Justice League, I think I think they're gonna put that. I, they're they're gonna let that be for another. I'd say at mm-hmm. bare minimum three years, five years, yeah. ideally, um, before they even think about what they want to do. Because I, I don't even know. You don't even know who they would all pull from at this point. Yeah, that's they true. Have to recast pretty much everybody now. And I feel like I feel like they could have a special moment and people would totally criticize them for copying Marvel. What if? But I feel like people would be really excited if they were able to pull in people from all these different universes, even yeah. if they didn't immediately connect, like having the Robert Pattinson Batman with the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman and yeah. Flashpoint Flash. Like, I feel like I feel like you could do some fun stuff there to make your own. Sure own justice league and make it distinctively different um but it, which, which is what the cw flash show did when they had their yeah. big multiverse crossover they yeah. introduced the multiverse then introduced their own version of justice league which exactly. then in turn those shows all got canceled black lightning supergirl <laughs> all of arrow all of these shows that they oh they i mean they all i mean i, I don't do we want to say cancel i mean they all ran their course i mean the well, arrowverse a little bit of both yeah, it, it's both. The Arrowverse yeah. is done. I think they're they're past that. Now it's like Stargirl and Superman and Lois. They're the ones that are leading that because they're a little bit more serious and they're not as, you know, goofy, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, okay. Well, uh, Shazam 2 was also announced and we got some Zachary, Zachary Levi uh, shared some behind the scenes stuff um, with that. Again, not like a super big trailer, but you got some... Um, art that they used why i can't remember what that is but they got some like um concept art. art yeah it's a concept art couldn't remember the word art. um you got some concept art of different locations you got to see lucy lou and helen mirren um and so just thoughts on this particular uh announcement from uh the weekend i didn't care yeah i kind of felt really I, no, I didn't care the first Shazam was cool don't get me wrong um, and I think it was good that they did the super family, Shazam family at the end. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting is you go into a second movie 
with the Shazam family. Like I know that that's a part of his arc. Yep. But you never do. You, the, does he get to develop his own on his own that's as true. a hero? So and then yeah. you have Black Adam, and now I'm trying to figure out, okay, where the fuck? Yeah, Zachary Levi and fighting The Rock. We know who's winning that fight in real life. So, like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just wasn't as interested. Shazam, the way that they went about this Shazam, which was, like, more funny than it was him actually being a hero in my eyes in the first one. This is just my personal opinion. Sure. I just, I haven't rewatched that movie since it, since I watched it. Sure. It's not bad. It's not, it's like, it's oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I also like charging we... your charging the phone with your finger, like oh okay, that's, yeah. Look at that I guy think... flossing as a grown man. I hope, I hope, I hope that this, I hope that the second one like leans into the playfulness of the first one because I remember really liking that because I felt like the, I felt like the the humor and the lightheartedness of the first one mm-hmm. was not like overdone or obnoxious. Like yeah. I remember like really enjoying it, so I hope that they can keep that and maintain that while it's still being a little bit more serious. But Marcus, you're right. Like it, it does feel like the two of them are on a collision course with one another. Um, they have to be at this point. They ha- I mean, they it's have to Spider-Man be. Spider-Man Venom situation. Yeah. It would be weird for them to go Black Adam versus Superman, which you want to see two big brawling motherfuckers going at it. Henry Cavill versus The Rock is the movie for me. Right. Like, okay. That's yeah, true. Like Superman versus Black Adam, which it happens in the comic books and you know, we know how that goes down. But right. like the one that makes the most sense, which they also referenced at the end yep. of the first of them, is Black Adam versus Shazam. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a very, very so, good point. I, I don't know. I think I think you bring up a good point, Marcus, of like, well, what's the story if he's got the super family? Cause that 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 raises some questions here. But mm-hmm. I also feel like I, I, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt at this point because I, this feels like a superhero movie that was just fun. Like yeah. That's true. Just straight out of the bat, fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm willing to go with them. I also really like Lucy Liu. I'm a sucker for her. I think she's really talented. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I, it's just I'm excited to see what they come up with. And I feel like that family dynamic. There's a lot of cool stuff that you can mm-hmm. do with that. Whether it's trust, whether it is yeah. working as a team, whether it's talking about power is best shared. I think all of that can be all, yeah. all of that story can be. Yeah. And in a time when, like, we're hyped about a peacemaker series, like, I think a Shazam movie is a good counterpoint, you know, a good counterbalance to all that. I guess that's what I'm not looking forward to is that family story with the typical family dynamic, right? Hey, you're getting too big for your britches. Like, we're a team, we're a Shazam family. Like, oh, like, you can't tell me what to do. I'll be Shazam on my own, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, (laughs) I don't want to hear that shit. Like, come on, man. Like, fight something. Throw something at a wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. That's and especially given the stakes for many of these other movies, like that does feel a little like, and it's petty, not as dark. And so that's the other thing is like, yeah, it's like it's not as a dark of a movie. It, it's clearly more of a kids movie. It feels like, right? Um, yeah, I think that that's what goes along with the lightheartedness. I agree. Like, yeah. So they're not gonna. So to me, I can't see them diving deep, deep into this. Yo, think about it. Shazam is a young, is a kid. When he (laughs) says Shazam, he turns into a superhero. That alone, the mental toll of that as a kid having the responsibility of a man (laughs) is wild as hell to me. Yeah. And like, I feel like we should be looking at 
that more but like this is also me not now don't get it twisted y'all i'm gonna be watching all these movies i'm bitching and complaining about i'm gonna watch them all i'm gonna watch them all and i'm gonna enjoy them but it's like this is me just as a dc fan wanting more for and hoping that i'm wrong yeah i'm hoping that i'm wrong when i watch this stuff yeah yeah, that's fair. And I think that's fair for you, though, to to say that, like, especially given your affinity for that, for the content matter, like mm-hmm. to say, like, this is just something that I want more of. And that's good context to have. And I will say that what I noticed from a lot of these announcements before we sort of pivot over to Black Adam and to, to Batman, like one of the things I noticed is that they all have a common producer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you all noticed it, is but it the Jeff Jones? Same- the no it's not the same dude kept showing up um in all of these announcements and i took me watching them like back to back to back to back to back to go like that same that's the same motherfucker from peacemaker like and no that's the same dude from like and i kept doing it and i did a little bit of digging and the man's name is peter safran and he has been producing movies since 1997 Yep. And he has been involved in the business for a while and he has some hits and he has some misses. Um, Name the it, misses first. Okay, you can, we'll do the misses first. He was responsible for Senseless, uh, Scary Movie. He That's was res- he was responsible for Meet the Spartans, Disaster Movie. He was responsible <laughs> for Vampires Suck, which was oh. a, another one of those. <laughs> He was responsible for the Starving Games. He oh, was so re- he did all of these movies that we did. Is the Starving Games what I think it is? It, it is, is a, a play on the Hunger Games. Yep, it is. Um, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, I shouldn't have Googled it. But then you should have. But then if you like, if you pair that, he also was involved with like The Conjuring. He was responsible with Annabelle. He was responsible for The Conjuring 2, The Belco Experiment. Um, Belco Experiment's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, I've wanted to see that for a while. He was good. responsible for the, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. He worked on The Suicides, The James Gunn Suicide Squad. Um, he's like 50-50. Yeah, so he's, yeah, exactly. He's kind of 50-50, but it's cool because he's been involved in this. So he was involved in the first Aquaman and the first Shazam. And basically after The Suicide Squad, he's involved in Peacemaker, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Aquaman and um, a couple others, which I, I don't quite know anything about just that don't have release dates yet. Um, but I think that that's just interesting. And I think hopefully D- that means that DC is trying to build some type of shared vision with a producer involved, but um, we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Brian, are you what walking at a trailer for vampire no. suck? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I was laughing cause I couldn't believe that the starving games, like the literal promo stuff for it, is in this Hunger Games spoof, can't miss Evershot must fight for her life in the 75th <laughs> annual starving games, where she could also win an old ham, a coupon for a footlock, <coughs> and a partially eaten pickle. And I'm like, that you put that in the like you did that. He's 50 uh, 50, Brian. He really is. Judging for his losses, uh, praising for his wins. I've seen this ever. I know he's really close. Like with DC, I've never done an interrogation of his producing credits, and here we are. Can't miss ever shot. Eating pickles. Can't can't miss ever shot. Can't miss ever. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's really cringy. I can't. I can't look at the rest of his stuff. I I (laughs) can't look at the rest of it. Um, Brian. he is shooketh. 
Um, so let's get to the last, the last, like what I'll call the last two big announcements with one being definitely a lowercase, uh, like big yeah. announcement. And that being black Adam when compared to Batman, when compared yeah. to Batman, still a big announcement. Um, but when compared oh, to Batman, don't tell the rock, he'll tell you, I've been, I've been asking him to show up with his bag of weights for, for, for years. So and I've just been, it's just proved to me that he's not going to. So I feel comfortable um, taking shots. I mean, I'm drinking, I'm drink, I've taken shots of his tequila. I'm, I'm ready for what he's bringing. Like, um, I, love I love him. Uh, yeah, I do too. I, I really do. Uh, <laughs> um, but Black Adam, we got a, like a teaser, like, but it was like a 45 second clip yeah. that was sort of a hybrid between both like concept art but also real like a live mm -hmm. footage too um what was y'all's reaction um for the of the black adam no Doug, what was your reaction here was my reaction um my reaction was oh cool <laughs> good for you like that, that's kind of that's kind of how it was and i say what? that that's what it was because it was like oh that looks really really cool but I'm kind of waiting for the delivery on the promise because he keeps saying like the power is going to change, like the power structure in the DC mm. universe is going to change. That's going to change. I don't understand what that means. And I it don't means, It means he's replacing Superman. I it mean, means it he's going to be the biggest, strongest in tight motherfucker in the DC universe because Henry Cavill ain't coming back. Right. And it feels that way. And again, it just, I feel like I'm kind of tired of like anti-heroes. I'm I'm kind of like yeah. tired of them. Yeah. Like I'm I'm and I'm not trying to say like I don't I'm not going to appreciate this or that I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this oh, because yeah. one he probably trained so much that the dude is just going to look jacked as hell and that alone in and of itself is going to be something impressive to behold. Um but it's just weird that we we keep we keep doing the anti-hero thing expecting like a different result like for them to either for them to let us down or for it to be a true like transformation. And it's just, it's kind of exhausting. I, That's kind of how I feel about it going yeah. into it. Yeah. I mean, I, the trailer was cool. The trailer was cool and it looks cool and I'll probably enjoy the hell out of it, but I'm tired of the anti-hero story. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Here's why I'm confused. I know the rock he has like, I don't know if he made like a blood oath with some spirit or something. <laughs> like, like, is someone holding your family hostage? Because you've been talking about Sir? this movie and this character is like the late 2000s. I remember him talking about this like in interviews of like, oh, I want to play Black Adam. And everyone's like, huh? And like, I, he wasn't yeah. cast till 2014. And then seven years later, here we are. And I, I, Look, if this is his dream to play Black Adam, that's amazing. Yeah. I want to be supportive of that. As as a fan of comics, I've never and maybe this is telling on me, but I've never met anyone when I'm like, "Hey, like who's your favorite character?" Never once have I ever heard anyone say, "Oh, you know who I get jazzed about? Black Adam." Never <laughs> ever it's I've true. never heard that. I I've never heard yeah. that. I've heard Shazam a few times. I've never heard Black Adam. Um, Do you and... hear a lot of Doctor Fate too? Do you hear a lot of people be like, you know what? Who I want to see? I want to see Doctor Fate out here selling the hell. Oh, he Black was Adam. Yeah, like <laughs> it is. There's two things. If you have to watch two things from fandom, all right, there's three. But one of them 
is Pierce Brosnan doing the sit down interview for Black Adam, and he's like, "This is the most intense. This is the most intense film I've worked on as Doctor Fate." And like, I'm like, "Dude, Dude you were James Bond, Bond, man, steal! Like, you worked on Mamma Mia that had dancing. Like, come on!" But <laughs> right. like, I, I, I just, I don't. I don't know if I'm the audience for this or what, but I'm just like, okay, Black Adam, I'm ready to see it. I got yeah. you've talked about it for so long. I'm just a little bewildered still. Yeah, Dwayne, blink twice if you're okay. Yeah, like who's making you do this? Like you don't have to say he's your favorite. Who took the portrait you kept in your attic, Dwayne? Like who kept that? I mean, because... I'm not trying to be down on it. It's just on a left for me. No, I feel like. Here's the thing about Black Adam as a character. Go for he's it. he's sprinkled in a little bit of everything. Right. And 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 does in fact depending on how he's written is a savior amongst his people and yeah. it's like he's one of those like I think he is the epitome of an anti-hero. Yeah. His whole biggest thing is I'm here to protect my people. I'm not here to pick fucking sides even in um when Justice League and uh, Injustice. Yeah. Like he picked sides based off of what benefited his people. Yeah. yeah, and so like if I remember correctly, if if did Superman kill all those people in, in Qatar? Like I can't remember, but like <laughs> right. it was, but I but twist. he picked he picked um the side that benefited his people, and so yeah. what I think is interesting is that it is the Rock. Like, can the Rock be a superhero? Yeah, That's, you know, and we'll have to wait and see when the movie comes out. The trailer obviously looks good because this dude is fucking massive. I'm him picking up one person with one, and it looks great. The the material of the suit looks awesome, you know. But where are we going? What's the direction of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it just it has like it has the type of like he is gonna will this into existence, come hell or high water, and I respect that. I absolutely respect that. I just I I didn't get the hype for it. I'm I'm curious to see how it fits in. I just need to see a little bit more to understand where this is going. You look yeah. at this movie, and then I look at the Shazam trailer, and I'm just like, hmm, somebody's missing somebody. Like, two, 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 <laughs> yeah. two people in the same universe and using the same word are missing people. And I just don't understand. Like, one was dark. He burned the guy with lightning. Choked yeah. his ass and burned him with lightning. And the other yeah. one, the guy charged his, uh, somebody's cell phone with his finger. We're yeah. missing something. Well, and if I and correct me if I'm wrong, Marcus, because I'm, I'm, I'm not up to date, but Shazam and... and Black Adam, they, I mean, I feel like some of the mythology surrounding them, it was like they were diametrically opposed at all times because one was peace and one, one was chaos. Yeah. I feel like that's what it was at the beginning. And then it morphed into the thing that happened to Spider-Man and Venom of like, mm -hmm. oh, well, Black Adam's kind of cool. So we need to make him like a little like, more likable. Like, yeah. they're, they're like from like the same character. We yeah. don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what? Put anti in front of it and make you know him a hero. He uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. makes bad decisions, but he's a good guy. Okay, can we do the same yeah, thing with Doctor Doom? Yeah. Absolutely not. Genocide is genocide is fine as long as it's for his people, right? And he's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yes, so I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> do you think Rock? I don't know. Thing, the Rock is gonna because he's also crypto in the fucking Super Pets movie. It's true. And so I'm like you. Oh you yeah. Like you. Uh -huh. You and DC have some type of fucking like Again. agreement blood oath or whatever the fuck y'all got going on like yeah. you got one movie with super pets and another with black adam next thing you know he's gonna be talking about hey y'all i'm the new superman like what the fuck 
Yeah. All those years that he sends like Jeff Johns a bottle of tequila have paid off because he is getting got him all drunk of the money. Contract. <laughs> right, basically. I also want to have a moment of reflection here. I'm saying all this, but I'm sure he's going to be great and super charming oh, yeah. in some way or another in this movie. It just, honestly, at this point, Dwayne Johnson, if Dwayne Johnson wanted to muscle his way in, pun fully intended, into like controlling the DC universe, I can absolutely see that happening. He managed he to muscle his way into a rap song, so I'm not surprised yeah. he's able to do this too. That was the wildest music video I've ever seen. That's the wildest so shit I've confused. ever heard. Wait, I don't know about this. So confused. Oh, you don't. The uh, song with uh, Tech Nine. Tech Nine. And, Face Off uh, is the name of the song. I feel like. Yep, it is. And he goes, and at the end of the music video, it's the Rock rapping and then yeah. bragging about how he did that shit in one take while drinking his own tequila. No. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Brian. We'll send it to you. It's yeah. insane. I mean, I Googled it. I see <laughs> the thumbnail. I'm scared to click it. Uh, I don't know. Don't uh, let my don't let my video I sent you earlier today impact your decision with this one. Jesus Christ. Don't let that impact it. It's fine. This <laughs> one's fine. The TikTok algorithm shows a poor time to like not function correctly and show me an appropriate <laughs> video multiple times that Doug had shared in the group. I don't know what I was getting into. And I clicked it and I was like, Oh, this is gross. And then it just kept <laughs> popping up every time I opened TikTok. And I was like, I hate it, Doug. I hate it. Every <laughs> time I opened TikTok. And I was I was in tears laughing. Because I, I didn't mean to ruin your day. I just had a lot of questions. And I trust y'all to help me answer them. I didn't feel like I could open the app in like a public place. <laughs> it was disgusting. In any case, in any case, Black Adam, sure. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's. I mean, Marcus is like last little sign up where he was like, "Yep, what? It's whatever." Like that's just a great way to put a nice yeah, little like glaze on the end. Sure. Of this. All right, we've been putting it off for too long. Let's, Let's talk about Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, and the Batman. Uh, we got a full two minute twenty two yeah. second trailer and with was this, long, and that was and it was movie. it was intense. intense. So, um. Go out and watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but gentlemen, thought initial reactions when you first watch the watch the trailer. God damn. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I watched the when they released the trailer from last year's DC fandom, I watched that shit at least 10 times. Oh, easy. <laughs> and so um, because I was just like, man, there's so many different shots in here. Look at the fucking mm-hmm. like, oh my god. But there was something special about this one. Yeah, and it wasn't just Selena Kyle or Zoe Kravitz as you know as Selena Kyle because yeah. good lord, amen. Um, and so look at Brian. No, don't look at me. This was an audio format. Long, <laughs> but um, you know, I don't know what I was expecting out of this Robert Pattinson as Batman, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I'm on board. Yeah, I, I'm on yeah. board. I'm on board, and and um, this movie had a lot of great. I mean, this trailer alone. If anybody took their fucking time with DC fandom and having something to present, yep. this was the student. Matt Reeves is the A student in class that was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. We're yeah. not just going to do it. We're going to do it fucking right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I feel like he kind of did the same thing that like um, the Flash did, but he did that last year where he was like, yeah, kind of threw something together and it was like a minute and a half. And we were yeah. all like, you threw that together? That mm-hmm. looks like <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. sweet. Like, mm-hmm. And at the time, he had only shot half of it. So we were like, God damn. Yeah. So... I think the stakes for him were, were for the whole project were really, really high, but man, he, they nailed that out of the park. Yeah. They did good. 
they showed us a little bit of everybody and everything mm-hmm. without giving anything away. Yeah. We saw oh, the Riddler, yeah. didn't hear a mumbling word from saw Zoe Kravitz, didn't really know what, you know, the relationship or what it's going to be. Like you could guess from the comics or whatever. And then you see Penguin and Penguin, you know, what? Uh, Pharaoh don't even look like himself. I know like, he does not. Bro, my, I just incredible. Yeah, like you can see his eyes. But that's about it. Like, oh my god! And like the accent, everything yeah. in it is amazing. Robert Pattinson looked like he really drove himself insane. Um, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That yeah. is, he does look like he went through a significant mental anguish yeah. to get yeah. here. Well, and Andy Circus understanding the oh, assignment. Yeah. Like yeah. Andy Circus understanding too. the assignment of like you're here to basically try to beg and plead that he not yeah. just destroy himself. Mm-hmm. And that is a that's a I it's mean, you have Alfred. to understand that to get B Alfred, which yeah. I really, really appreciated. Well, and I I I also appreciated the fact that this really feels like they weren't afraid to be like, yeah, there's some stuff that works here with Batman and you're going to see that combined with some new stuff because it feels mm-hmm. like this environment from like the Burton films is the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. Okay. Just kind of like this, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it perfectly, but like, it's like, it's almost like picturesque and how dilapidated everything is. Mm-hmm. Like in the Nolan movies, it was very much like, you know, this is a Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's yeah. Chicago. This is how it looks. Okay. Exactly. I can say that. I'm I live I live in the area. Like, like yeah. Yeah. Um and so it has this like very formulaic dilapidated feel to it mm-hmm. which I really enjoy, but it has the style of Nolan, which I think is a really good marriage and these characters already seem so vibrant in a two minute trailer. Yeah. Um, Selena Kyle, like Zoe Kravitz, I feel like has a really good mm-hmm. moment. Like, I think it's very possible. She's going to have an, an incredible performance here as Selena Kyle. Like, I think that is, that is very possible based on what we've seen here. I, I I'm excited. Yeah. I, I I'm jacked for it too. And to your point, Brian, like, um, Tim Burton always used to put like his like artistic element into everything. So everything was a little twisted and kind of yeah. creepy. And you really see that right. in Batman, Retur- Batman returns. Um, and even to the end of the first Batman, the first Keaton Batman, where Joker's yep. doing his parade down main street. Yeah. But I feel like this is, I've always felt like the Arkham games have done such a great job of portraying Gotham up yeah. until I saw this footage. Yeah. And then yeah. I went, yep. This yep. is it. Like this yep. is they they finally like got it great because no one always no one always felt too corporate. And I think that that was kind of the point he was trying to make with it, too, of like, yeah, uh, with that. But I think this one was much more like, no, there's shit. Go- there's shit going on here that like you well, need they, to be aware of. Well, Matt Reeves said that, though, like and, and you can tell from the trailer, Batman is is using his intellect. Like yeah. there's a portion he's standing in the middle of this thing trying to figure this whole thing out. Yep. Like he's using brute force and brains. It ain't a whole lot of big gadgets. He's driving a regular motherfucking muscle car that he made. Mm-hmm. And like it is definitely it's it's more so um either the long Halloween or Batman year one. Yeah. It, it's one of it's one of the other or a combination of the two. Clear as day, I think to me. Oh yeah. Um, the dialogue will really be telling on like, you know, if it is or if it's not. Because the thing about Long Halloween is Batman never solved that crime. No, so like, I mean, it, it actually turned out they dropped several times where it was like, hey, buddy, you need to be a better detective. Like you actually. They, yeah. Like explicitly, like you're bad at this part. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do better. Batman was like, God damn it. And then you have Robert Pattinson punching the window. Like, what did you do? And I'm like, damn, I'm like, Whoa, calm down, right? Yeah. Like he took notes from Christian Bale and he's like, all right. 
I'll make it my own. And then he just did it. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. So shout out, shout out to that. Yeah. Um, it looks really good. Now, here's the question I got. Is Batman bulletproof? I mean, that, it, ooh, it, that was that was my question. Because yeah, there was I, a lot of scenes in there where a machine, I mean two machine guns <laughs> to yeah. the fucking chest, and I this mean, motherfucker didn't budge. I no. always felt like it was body armor, so like it could maybe stop a bullet, but he'd be pretty beat up from having to right. stop it. Like I've always taken it that way, but mm-hmm. this one was much it's had a much more metallic sound, like they were bouncing off. Mm-hmm. So, it does feel like nitpicky though. No, no, I don't think it is because to me it feels like a lot of there is some inspiration being drawn from the Arkham games, even if they'll mm-hmm. never say it. Yes, because the the environments do feel very Arkham mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Burton. Um, and I feel like that suit when I first saw stills of the suit, I was like, they totally copied Arkham's homework. Like that's yeah, exactly that's true. Like, it's this metal like, and what I and if you're not familiar with the Arkham games, let me explain. Like basically. They're metal plates that all like shift into each other. So they're all interlocking plates so that no matter what position Batman is in, you can't see it, but Marcus and Doug are seeing me move my arms like mm-hmm. I'm, you know what? We're He's not breaking questioning it down it. for us. We're not no, questioning uh, it. We're just like, uh-huh. Yep. I'm just He's, enjoying that's like right. that's how you find Joker. Yeah, I'm going the Hugh Jackman route. Okay. I'm like, I'm gonna do everything so you hear it in my voice. But yep. Um, whatever the case might be, it's phalanxed in a manner that he's always protected. And yeah. so that's the vibe I got when I saw the suit. And then the trailer, I was like, okay, like I've seen this before. I'm going to put it in this category of like, that's a good thing is proof, but it's probably heavier. And I feel like if we're going with a more methodical Batman, I feel like that fits. Yeah. I also feel like if you're Batman and you're like, I'm the dark knight and all criminals hate me in a crime ridden city, I'm going to have a bulletproof. Suit. Which yeah. makes the fucking sense. I mean, and then. Well, then, then that then Brad brings to like other bat suits, right? It's oh, never yeah. really explained what is what. I mean, well, you'll have like in the beginning, he was like, What is this rubber? Um, yeah, the original, you know, Makai Pfeiffer. And then you have, um, in the in the Christopher Nolan version, uh, is it Makai Pfeiffer? It's not it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Makai Pfeiffer is a very different, <laughs> movie. different I would, person. I would like, isn't that a man? Something. Yes, it is a man. He was, a, I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was the guy who hosted the rap battles in Eight Mile. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was an ER. That's why, that's why when you said Makai Pfeiffer, I was like, that's a very he different movie. He definitely was not in the cat suit, but I mean, he could be. Whatever, do you think, man? That's a life. shame. Whatever um, nope. you. But yeah, the bat suits in like Nolan's version, um, you know, they really went to depth when they went with the first suit, the rubber suit, and then they yep. went back into depth again when they was like, I need something lighter. Yep, and like, yeah, I need to be able to turn my head. And so like this one has a collar on the fucking cape. The mask is what's throwing me off because I like it sometimes and then I hate it sometimes because yeah. it literally looks like it's just a leather mask he pulls over his face. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the lighting in this thing, it's not all dark. You have some scenes in the trailer that are like, fuck, either the fire is like making it a beautiful yellow or the sunset is like making it mm-hmm. a beautiful yep. yellow or red. Like the scene where he has the flare and he's guiding people to. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I was like, this thing is the, the visual sense is yeah. like once you think you've seen everything with Batman, man, this this just has a this has a visual flair. I, I can't say I've seen anywhere else. Yeah, yeah that's true. And it is sort of becoming that for like people like directors who really fell in love with the source material for them to be like, if I accomplish anything, I really want to tell this story well. And yeah. so far from what we've seen, Matt Reeves is doing an outstanding job with that. Mm-hmm. And the balance. Last thing, my last thing, the balance between his Bruce Wayne and his Batman. 
Mm. His Batman seems to have it all together. His Bruce Wayne looks fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one I would avoid on the street. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, are you rich? Are you homeless? Like, which one is it? But that's, I mean, that's very much the struggle of a young Bruce Wayne as he Mm -hmm. leans too far into Batman and can't balance it. And it's only when he realizes that he has to do both to be successful that Mm -hmm. um, he really gets reaches his full potential. So I'm curious. It does. The more we talk about it, the more I'm getting year one vibes Mm -hmm. and I'm, I, I can base this on nothing and I'm not trying to stir it up, but I'm wondering if in this movie, he's like going to kill somebody. And like, oh, sure, it's going to be a major plot point. And he's like, oh, I can't do this. And then other people are going to be like, well, he killed someone. He's not Batman. In any case, we can have that discussion when this movie releases. But yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brian, I agree with you. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I and I can say this also is that and I know this one hasn't come out yet. and We haven't seen it yet. But man, if they do, if they pull this off, like I think that they're going to i would love to see a matt reeves long halloween live action oh man that would be if they are adapting long halloween i think we're in for a treat i i don't know if they are but yeah if they get there that'd be amazing there were so many rumors that his his he's creating a universe based off of this um and that you know like for it more than a trilogy like the trilogy and then like leading into other things and i think that based off of this he could do it if he develops the character the right way you can create a Batman that is not super um, realistic like Nolan's. Yeah. You can have a Batman that is a balance of, no, this is still a Batman without being like, Nolan had to justify every fucking thing. Yeah, oh, he did. Because, so hyper-realistic. Oh he was God. like, everything is going to be grounded in science and business. Yes, like, no, like, here's a tank, and they used to use it in the military, but they don't use it no more. Bitch, this shit is working just fine for Batman. Why don't they use this in the military? Right. Well, even and even in even even in the last one, it's like, how do they make the bond? Nuclear fission can help be a reliable source of energy if we would just take the risk. Science and business. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And this one is more like, no, Batman gonna fuck up sometimes because he really only ran cargo pants and a fucking loop around his belt. Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Other thoughts on Batman before we close stuff out? Um, no, but I do <laughs> have a point. Um, um no. I there's there's only two there's two things that were really okay. random to me about DC fandom. One, they did Marcus's point, they did 10 minutes on <laughs> Flash's gold boots in the CW series. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad you did um, that. And if you watch the segment, so I watched the segment because I was like, Marcus has to be exaggerating. There's no way. No, he's right. He's absolutely right. I feel like I say this often on this podcast and you think I'd learn that I'd just be like, okay, Marcus. And I had to see it for myself. And the the segment is so painful. Like even Grant Gustin don't want to be there. Like Grant Gustin is so tired. And I and I was like, dude, you look you look like you need like a week's worth of sleep. I, I Googled him and he just had a kid. So he's doing a CW show. He just had a kid. And then he gets shoved in front of a camera and they're like, okay, we're doing DC fandom. Talk about how excited you are about the gold booth. And he's like, Hey, I'm just, I'm here. And we're going to talk about gold boots. Before we get to the next trailer, you know, like that was the vibe of it. And I was like, Grant Gustin, like, I hope for your sake, they wrap this show soon. Cause you just look, you just look like you could sleep for a year. Um, I don't think y'all understand. Brian is is not underselling this. 
<laughs> they literally the big reveal at the end of Grant's segment, who was monotone the whole time. Yeah, he was. Was a picture of the fucking just the boots, not yeah. flash in the boots. They was like, and here's the boots for season eight. <laughs> and I was like, this is how you're leading season eight with being like, and we got the boots, y'all. Like, it, oh, it, what the fuck? You, you know what? It has this vibe of even DC being like. You're higher. You're the Flash is the highest rated show of of these Arrowverse shows, and you all keep watching it. Is this what you want? It, like that's the vibe that it has. It does it, feel like will a participation this kill us trophy. Now? Like, 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 like you, oh, is this yeah. what you want? Like, get out there, Grant. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's it's like, like watch the segment if you haven't. It's bizarre yeah, in best ways. Grant Gustin, if you're listening, like I hope you can get some sleep. Um, and we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, additionally. Uh, also, they announced that they were doing a podcast uh, format for like a new Batman show going into the Bat Dome, um, which is fine. Like, it's whatever. We're doing a lot of audio dramas. But the weird, the weirdest thing to me about it was they had Candace Patton from The Flash be like, oh, we have an announcement. And I was like, oh, we're doing another Flash announcement. And she's like, yeah. I'm going to turn it over to Batgirl. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, and like they cut to Gina Rodriguez, and if you're watching Fandom, everything is like in this perfectly manicured green screen. Mm -hmm. Like, go watch uh -huh. the Dwayne Johnson Black Adam reveal to see what I'm talking about. It's all perfectly cut and contrasted. And then they cut to Gina Rodriguez, who I can best describe as like using Snapchat <laughs> like outside <laughs> to record this announcement that she's going to be Batgirl in the Spotify Batman. Like in a Starbucks line. Like I have a Frappuccino for Gina. Like <laughs> honestly, that's kind of what it felt like. I would not have been surprised if she filmed it like just next to the line. I'm like, hey everybody. And it was just so bizarre because it was like, what? Like, could you not get in the studio? Could you not get studio time? Was this so last minute that they're like, whatever, just do it with your phone and we'll get up there. It was just very jarring. And I like I was I was flabbergasted and really happy at the same time because I've been there before putting events together. Like, oh. I don't care. Have her film it on her phone and we'll put it on the, the screen. I don't care. We're done with that. I don't give a shit. There has to exist something. There has to be content. Roll it out. Like, <laughs> roll it out. Before the Batman trailer. That's what it felt like. Well, Candace Patton was specifically there. She was introduced right after Grant Gustin's gold boot segment. Right. As this is how she was introduced. This, and now we're going to introduce Candace Patton, who plays Grant Gustin's T or Grant Gustin's TV wife, Candace Patton. Is how oh, they announced her. And then really they gross. zoomed over and she her only thing was to do what they called breaking news segments because she was Iris West and a reporter. Oh. So she announced transition to transition. Got it. Um, I did not pick time. up on that. No, no, no. It's it's bad though. Cause I was like, <laughs> fuck, like, they literally had you on here just for that. Like, I, I I, well, I mean, and I follow her on socials, and you like that her. shooting schedule is grueling. So what, yeah. like, what free time did they pull her from to be like, okay, now you're like Iris West, okay, get it? And they both look pissed. Like you have to <laughs> yeah. look at it. They both look. They were done. Pissed. I think we're gonna have to start on this podcast giving out Grant Gustin's gold boots to recognize <laughs> people's accomplishments. <laughs> And Just the winner this week of Grant Gustin's Gold Boots, the Batman, yeah. for a kick-ass trailer. Because that's what you want, right? That's right? what you want, the gold boots. Right. Right. It's, like the, it's like that guy who, who can live forever no matter what, and he keeps trying to kill himself, but he's like, God damn it. Like, God I thought this was it. 
The Flash is just keeps like stabbing himself in the stomach, like son of a bitch. He's a nine of a Flash, dear lord. Oh Jesus! That's all I had. I just wanted. I just wanted. We didn't even. We didn't even mention the games. I just wanted to drop that real quick. That they did a cinematic trailer for Gotham Knights. And yep. then they also did a, they did a cinematic trailer for which very cinematic for a fucking video game, but they did a cinematic trailer for um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League as well. Yeah, yeah th- it looked like a full fledged movie. Like those both look great. Yeah. Do they we know when right. they're coming out though, Brian? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, they had years. They had they had years on that. Which, again, if I was running the show, I I don't know. I, you're not but, even gonna put December. I mean, <laughs> it, they, I they announced this shit a year. They announced both these games a year ago. Yeah, and still had no fucking gameplay. Yeah, you could have put fall like a season. Yeah. I take a season. Yeah, That's pretty yeah. broad. I, I don't know. I like, and I understand everything's getting backlogged. I get it, I, and you mm-hmm. don't want to commit to anything. But man, it makes me lose confidence. Like when I'm watching something like this, and they're like, I don't know, next year, I guess. Then you're just kind of like. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I hope everything's going well, um, but I'm really tuned into the video game world and video game development. And I know that the longer the development cycle is, usually something's not right. Yeah. Um, and this very well could be COVID like it That's very true. well could be. But it's just not a good look to like come no. back a year later and be like, hey, here we are. It's a fancier trailer. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's it like it's just not how I would approach like marketing a product. That's also, true. that movie, uh, sorry, the game uh, Squad Kill the Justice League yeah. is in the Arkham universe. Yes, I believe so. I think so. Right. Like they, I think that they confirmed that that those two exist in the same universe, which is very interesting to me. Um, there's a bat. There is a bat person in that trailer. I don't know if it's Batman though. Right. Right. So take that and do with that what you would. <laughs> That's very true. Here's a gold boot for you. Hey, the winner <laughs> of this week's Grant Gustin's gold boots is. Um, well, gentlemen, that was DC fandom. Um, great job breaking that down. I really, really appreciate it. Um, this has been great chatting with you all. What do you all have to plug for this particular week? Uh, Brian? Hey, everybody, go check out the lovenerds.com, your recipes and lifestyle blog for all of your needs. And then I'm Brian. I'm at, well, I am Brian. You are Brian. I am at Rogue Roush on TikTok. I took a little hiatus. I had some stuff going on, but now I'm back to publishing videos. Still talking about Star Wars. And yeah, you can find me on TikTok at Rogue Roush. Awesome. Marcus? Hey, everybody. um, What's good? It's your boy, Marcus J. Destin. Um, well, you know, you never know what I'm gonna do next. The store gonna open. Store gonna open eventually. I got some shirts on the way, some personalized shirts. They call Marcus always right. Uh, and uh, you know, we just here, man. We just here. Oh man. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody, don't forget to follow the mantra. Never offended, always humble. You know what I mean? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Marcus J Destin. Um, I don't really be doing nothing up there, but posting pictures and sometimes I'll be rapping and such. So you know, what I mean, That's go true. stream. Uh. Put time on it, and new music is on the way. New clothes is on the way. We got a whole lot. That's I'm right. say it's okay to just be here. That's okay. Also yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Nobody don't let nobody put pressure on you to just that's like. You know what I mean, you just do what the fuck you just, want. Okay. Yeah. Like you're you're alive and present. That's enough. you know what I told myself yesterday. Just that I had an epiphany. Right. Okay. I told I told myself yesterday, and this was a serious moment that I had with myself that I just thought was funny, but I told myself that. Before I'm unhappy in a job 
and this had nothing to do with my current job, but before I was unhappy in a job or before I was unhappy in my life, I will go back to Subway and work 40 hours a week and do the minimum if it made me happy. Because yeah. happiness yeah. is most important. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I can do enough just to make ends meet and pay the bills and have a home over my head and have food in my stomach, yeah, I would rather do that and be happy than to sacrifice everything for something that does not supply me happiness. That's a very good point. And I will also say this to kind of boost that. Uh, the time we have is short. Enjoy it. Yep. Like, and if yep. you're not going to enjoy it, then then maybe we need to talk to you for a minute. Yeah. Maybe we need to give you some gold boots, like to find a way to make you enjoy it. 10 minute like, gold boot segment. Yeah. I feel like yeah. this entire conversation has been like having Grant Gustin in the back of our minds, like Grant. It's okay. It's okay. How about we take a knee real quick? Grant, take a knee. It's okay, man. Grant, you're going to make it. Candace, Candace, we know you got pulled out too. To just you're not, a you're ne- Grant, you're never going to be prepared for having a baby. Yeah. Everybody F- cast crew. Everybody just let's just take a knee on the players. <laughs> Everybody just circle around. Let's just take a knee. <laughs> you guys are gonna make it. Um, what I have to plug this week is my annual reminder that it's weird to get Jack Skellington tattooed on your body. So if you and are it's that time looking, of the year, it is that time it, of the year. So it if is. you are floating around the world and it's close to Halloween, you're like, what type of spooky tattoo can I get? Please don't get Jack Skellington like, tattooed on your body. Dog. Just get the yeah, dog zero. That's fine. Like, um, I'd take Oogie Boogie. Is that's fine too. Like, that's but I will, he's just a bag. Yeah. Well, I would. He's also that's a good point. Also, I'd like <laughs> everybody to point out that you should dig into Tim Burton a little bit. That dude's kind of gross. Um, and a smidgen racist. So just everybody do your own reading on him, which is great. Um, <laughs> I also look making faces at ducks. <laughs> I would also like to point out that I too am on TikTok. <laughs> I thought he was about to say I too am a smidgen racist. <laughs> I, like, what the fuck? I too, I too. We all have our bouts. No, racism's hell? unacceptable. Um, but I too am on TikTok at Films in Black and White. I do yes. silly things, and then also I'm in the middle of um, giving you inspirations for your favorite horror movies. So yes. tune in to that. Also, sign up for the Patty Family. Um, join our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/Films in Black and White. Um, we will be doing, I have all the candy purchased. We are ready to do our candy case showdown. Um, and we will be announcing when that is coming. So gentlemen, though, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, what's the first step? The first step is read a book and you know what? Just like any book, like any book that brings you joy. That's it. Just a book that brings you joy. Read a book. Yep, absolutely. Um, the next step is to drink some water. Look, everybody, um, it's going to get drier. Um, winter always makes the air a little bit drier, and it's good to stay hydrated. Also, colds start floating around a little bit more. People getting sick, the best way to recover from an illness is to just drink a little bit more water. So make sure you stay, make sure that you stay hydrated. Marcus, take us home with that last step to success. <laughs> there was something that made me itch during DC Fandom, and it was the Smallville panel. No. Okay. The Smallville 20th anniversary panel. I love Smallville. But looking at Tom Welling made me want to punch him in his fucking face because he always did that show wrong. And you know what resolved that? Me washing my ass. I had to just get that hatred and that gunk off me. And I just had to just I had to take the time for myself to go treat myself and say, Tom Welling, you won't get the best of me today, goddammit. I'm just gonna wash my ass. I had to put some soap up the crack of my ass and do a little woosah, called it a day. But I'm happy and I'm here now. So wash your ass. 
we are we are thrilled and it's always important yeah. next week we yeah. will be coming back watching dune, dune. Um, dune. Breaking, <laughs> breaking dune down um so we'll do that um but in the meantime and in the between time dune. stay safe stay healthy and we and will go catch get yourself some gold boots and get yourself some gold boots we will catch y'all next week poor greg gustin i feel so bad for that motherfucker. <laughs>